Welcome to the Binge Watch Podcast, where myself and my friends will sit around and talk about the TV shows that we like, how we watch them, and more importantly, why we watch them, and we'll try to capture the natural flow of our conversations that this group of friends has been having over the course of the years. Oh, and did I mention we have drinks? Now here's Fall Into Flux from their album, From the Outside Looking In. Oh, that's funny because uh, it's not really funny, but um, it's this character in that Boom Beach game that I've been playing, that mobile game, and he shows up every now and then, and he lands on an island and uses the power of the volcano to power his terror turrets, and it just, he, uh-huh. it's basically... Well, that the, sounds very entertaining. It is. It's like Danger 5 entertaining. But is it, is it as funny as Danger 5? <laughs> Maybe. Mm. Uh, and of course, kill Hitler. <laughs> as, <laughs> always, as always, as always, kill Hitler. Kill Hitler. Um, welcome to the podcast. Ooh. This is podcast number eleven. Eleven of a five posted. <laughs> Ours goes up to eleven. <laughs> Bitches, there's eight online. Which was the last one on Jessica's Everywhere? Dastardly. Dastardly. That's right. That's number eight. That's right. Dastardly. Right. Number eight, but number one in your hearts. On the show, we have Paul the. Slightly bearded wonder. Yeah, now that he he's curtailed I, his I put, facial hair activity, yeah, I, I put some uh, Scott's uh, weed and feed on it. <laughs> going he for round two, got all the weed out, the weed out of the beard, and uh, nope. it's more slim and trim now. It's where a storm of weed. Yeah, we have a radical Ron. That's right, Inuit hater, <laughs> hater of all that is Inuit. <laughs> I don't like the clothes. I don't like the your stupid leather pants. I'm only partially <clears throat> partial to their walrus blubber. <laughs> George Carlin had uh, a really funny bit on that. That just popped into my head. Because I guess he was trying to answer a challenge. <clears throat> Ice bucket challenge? That uh, you couldn't tell a joke about. This is very, very <laughs> non-PC. You couldn't very, tell a joke about rape that was funny. And so his the so, aristocrats. So he 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 said, challenge, said something like challenge accepted, and it's one of his standups from way back in the day. So the joke goes starts out something like this: is like, so the first problem that an Eskimo rapist has <laughs> is trying to get some wet leather pants off a four hundred pound Eskimo lady, and I don't remember the rest of it, but some for some reason that just popped in my head from like twenty five years ago. Do you know how that buckskin <laughs> sticks to the human flesh, especially yeah. if they're Struggling at 30 below? Damn. George Carlin, there's something wrong with that guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's dead. <laughs> so we had, uh, that's true. That's that's very wrong. That's pretty uh, wrong. Um, How many years ago was he? It's, it's like 10 years ago. But to, that long? But just... to quote um, uh, Dr. Manhattan from last night, um, a dead person and a live person still possess the same number of particles, so essentially there's no difference. Um, you ha- you're having martini? Yes. And uh, you're having water. I'm having lovely H2O. I have a big glass of water as well. Wow. I'm impressed that you got a big glass of water. <laughs> Not the tiny one. Um, I'm having coffee so I can wake the fuck up. The, uh, we all watched the Manny Pacquiao fight. 
We wa- the watched, fight of the century. We all watched him hug it out with uh, <laughs> Mayweather for like forty-five like, minutes. Have you ever been to the circus and you see that guy get on that little trick bicycle and ride around the ring? <laughs> that was pretty much. That was pretty much Mayweather. He got on his bicycle and, like he most, like most of it, like most of his fights, he got on his bicycle and ran around the ring. And they handed. He, um, I saw the. He was uh, running and gunning, about ninety five percent running, and five percent gunning. There was some really funny memes on Facebook last night. They said immediately, as soon as the fight was over, it says shit like, uh, "I just saw Barney went on there too, and it said, hey, Mayweather, I like hugs too.'" <laughs> <laughs> Telling. Then a bunch of uh, what are the other ones said something along the lines of like, "Hey, if any of you assholes out there tonight are needing a hug, let Mayweather know because he got plenty to go around." <laughs> That's right. If, if he can wade through those hundreds of millions of dollars he made, he's 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 mopping his tears up with hundreds yeah. right now. Oh, oh, that's right, guys. You got me good. <laughs> yeah. Just wanted to see them go at it, at least for like a couple of rounds. Well, I watched the uh, the post fight interview with Mayweather, yeah. and uh, there was some suggestion that. Pacquiao had hurt his left shoulder. He came and was fighting injured. Yeah, he had a shoulder strain or something. That yeah. he, felt totally, he thought he was totally healed, but he uh, said it bothered him a little bit during uh, the fight. It bothered him because he lost. <laughs> <laughs> and he, I thought he was much more aggressive. And, man, he landed some shots. I saw a little bit of that junkie shuffle one time on you Mayweather. Know something, so. oh, two things about the fight, and then we'll move on. I really wish it about round two or three they would have taken a point for Mayweather that would have evened all that hugging out. Yeah, to to at least have a round, even if Pacquiao lost that round to take a point from him, that makes a tie round. It makes the the more interesting, and it it it's a penalty for all that bullshit that he was doing. It was driving me insane it's, in those first four or five rounds. It's almost like they there's this unspoken agreement that they he Mayweather is untouchable. Yeah, and then the other thing is. For that exact reason of people running, MMA has, in their scoring system, the judges give credit for ring control. Right. So if you were ring, running... Uh, ring generalship. Yeah. So if you were running from the other person the entire time, it's it counts against you. And, right. And yeah. Now, the other guys chasing you. Really you. Have, and then you have to beat the guy up twice as bad during that round yeah. to actually win the round. Yeah. It's, it's That's the thing that drives me crazy is that every judge looks for something different, but... I, I could, I could tell. You, I bet if we did a heat map of where those fighters were of that uh, during the whole thing, is that you'd see Mayweather feet all around the corners, <laughs> and uh, Pacquiao definitely controlled the center. Yeah, but I mean, you'll see it in in, and to me too. I mean, it was fairly predictable. A lot of people are going to say, "Hey, that's quote unquote boxing, right?" Mm-hmm. What Mayweather was doing, and it is because of the way the rules are, and that's specifically why MMA they want. To, a fight. They want to so in, if instigate you're, action. Yeah, yeah, if you are running, and you're they not, will actually, like, if you, they'll pull you aside, and not pull you aside, but they'll, they'll stop you. it down, warn you, yeah. and say the next time you run, you little bitch, <laughs> you're getting a point taken away. <laughs> yeah. And that's the big downfall. I think the reason that MMA is so much more exciting, because you have to bring the action or you'll just lose straight out. Yeah, and, and that's I, the downfall of boxing. Compare, you know, when you compare yeah. those two together. I'm I am still amazed at the payday that this generated. I'm like, 
where is all this money? Come? I know hundred dollar pay per view and all these ads, and if you have but all the, the bars, the Burger like, King walking down behind you, behind the greatest but fighter think about of this how many, era. How many bars show that? Oh yeah, and it's based on the screen size, and it's like a thousand to five thousand dollars a bar. Yeah, and every bar in the United States, every bar in Canada, every bar in Europe. I mean. That alone's got to be two or three hundred million, I would think. Well, and that's that's like we was joking around last night when we was watching. It's like pay a hundred dollars to pay per, per view this, and they were running ads, and it's like, and then you're just like, man, I paid a hundred dollars. I I gotta get through this. <laughs> I gotta get through these ads. Got, where was your taking all the ads app out? Uh, man, if I could have put an ad blocker on that, I would have. <laughs> no kidding. I would have done it, but yeah, it's uh, they had the uh, post fight interview with uh, Mayweather, and as soon as he comes out, he starts talking, and then two of those Takate girls came and flanked him on either side. Here's another payday. Yeah, oh, and yeah. then halfway through his interview, he said, "Man, I don't even know if I really like boxing anymore." But they gave me a just backstage after the fight. They, my management team presented me with check for a hundred million dollars. I was like. God strike him down. God strike him down. And then he stopped during the interview, and he he popped a Coke. He said, I'd like to give a shout-out to my homie, uh, Warren Buffett. I say, I love to have this refreshing beverage after a fight. And he pops, a, he pours it in a glass, and he takes a big old drink of Coke, and it's like, probably there's another yeah, $200,000. Yeah, sure he's hanging out with Warren Buffett. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Warren Buffett is a huge investor in Coca-Cola. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Well, Warren Buffett's a huge investor in almost anything that moves. Right. That exactly. makes, actually Any makes money. Any profitable company yeah. on the planet. Yeah. yeah. But, right. so, yeah. that, that um, So, fuck Mayweather. Yeah, um, it's, it, and it's, a, it's such a shame because he's he's, you know, whether he's – a real fighter or he's just a really good boxer because mm-hmm. he man he was up on them them pedals yeah pumping he, but he's he's such a I for everything i've heard of him he's such a crappy person yeah well seven domestic abuse cases or eight <laughs> it's or a little it telling probably got another one last night yeah. but i would have taken a pacquiao uh defeat if there would have been a fight and they would have gone in there and one would have just you know beat the other guy up but yeah, yeah. anyway let's roll not the pacquiao didn't come away with a nice check as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he cleared it. <laughs> yeah, that's why he was smiling at the end of it. Well, what, what the hell? <laughs> He's like, I thought I won the fight. Yeah. I don't know, man. It was like yeah. that on the, the pre-fight card, that guy that went down on his knee. He got, he got hit twice in the head. He's like, I'm going to go sit, this, sit down yeah. for a second. They counted him out. He's like, what? <laughs> you didn't tell me you're going to be hitting right. shit out here. I thought we was, I thought we was Ali Ali oxen free. I thought, I thought we thought, was counting to 20. Yeah, I thought the count was higher than that. Yeah, you stop. We we can go in reverse order. You got anything for us, Radical Ron? What do you got going anything on? Anything radical? I don't have anything radical today. Free but, radicals? Uh, I did. I don't know if it's something that I, uh, I don't think we've talked about this. We've talked about uh, uh, Star Trek series before, um, various ones. But I started watching uh, Enterprise. Mm-hmm. Um, just I've seen because the first season. Just because it was a sh- it was a show that you know, I was a big fan of Star Trek Next Generation back in the day. And um, watched it, but then all the other series that came after that, Deep Space Nine, I was not a fan. It's warm up in here. <laughs> didn't didn't really care for it. Didn't really watch it. Voyager came out, and there was some interest there. I watched a little bit of it, but not. I like Voyager. A lot. And then engage uh, Chakotay. <laughs> and then um, you know, with Enterprise, I thought, okay, it's kind of a. I like Voyager more than Voyager. Yeah, Voyager. <laughs> I am Voyager. 
Uh, Smooth as boiled eggs. The uh, the Enterprise series was kind of okay. It's going to be telling the the early days of the Federation. Uh, very kinda, very early. Yeah, kind of. Well, it's what based upon the. Uh, oh, what was the uh, the Star Trek the Next Generation cast movie? Uh, First Contact, I think, where they kind of go back yeah. in time, tell yeah. the story of how what's his what's his day that. What's his nuts <laughs> that made the uh, warp drive that committed the warp oh, drive? Oh, man. I, and the I Vulcan just, saw it and, and the warp it. signature and realized say humanity it. now is is entering the... I was uh, actually trying to think of his real name because I saw his... Cochrane. Like, yeah. Uh, Cochran. They was talking about that... Cochrane? That, uh, <laughs> that new uh, EMP warp drive. Yep. That, and that was in the thread is that... And then somebody threw that out and... The, the name of the guy who did it in the in that show and yeah, yeah. And yeah everybody I, I everybody was like golf clap oh yeah, there yeah. that was a that well, was a well played sir yeah. yeah I think it was Cochran um but uh, yeah that's the premise of the show it starts kind of picks up after that Johnny after, and Johnny the Vulcans he the Vulcans are um, if your starship don't fit <laughs> you, <laughs> you must, must quit <laughs> if it's not the if it's not the speed of light then it's way too tight. <laughs> but it's it, it's interesting, you know. I watched a few episodes. It's kind of interesting that you know that's showing the early days of the Federation. You know, the captain, this what's his uh, Scott? Is it Scott Bakula? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What's his Scott? Yeah. <laughs> Instead of what's his nuts, captain, it's what's his Scott? Yeah. Um, you know, quantum he, leap. He's yeah, the quantum leap guy. And so it's kind of he's kind of I like him as the captain, and uh, of course the uh, quit whining. The uh, Vulcans assign a, a person to kind of be with their ship, and it's of course this incredibly hot uh, Vulcan, you know, female. That's then she becomes, uh, of course, a regular cast member, kind of playing the the Vulcan Spock role. So was she uh, was she full Vulcan, or was she half half and half like a? No, like no, a, she's she's full full Vulcan. Yeah, she's cute. She's not like. Um, what am I thinking? Who? What's the the really hot Vulcan that's in um, Voyager, uh, like T Pow or something like that? <laughs> T T Bag T Pain <laughs> T Pain uh, Ingwayne Lopstein. Oh, it's yeah. Jolene Blaylock is the, the actress. Jolene Jolene. Playing, uh, <laughs> I, I, thank you, Dolly. Yeah, playing the sub sub commander T Paul yeah. Submariner. Is that who you're thinking of, Brian T Paul? T-Paul? Yeah. yeah. Is that that's Yeah, a, Sub, yeah that's Subcommander Yeah, T-Paul. she's hot. Yeah. RuPaul? Yeah. 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 And what's weird is, like, she's smoking hot. I don't think she's really done anything besides that. Yeah, she's done... Did uh, she... She probably... Did she get too old? She was well, in nothing, Star Trek... Nothing she was in Starship Troopers 3. <laughs> three? <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and a movie called Sex Tape. A movie called I Dream of Murder. Oh, Killing Frisco. Like Skin I said, she's done nothing <laughs> since. Right. She, she descended quickly into the D ranks. <laughs> yeah. And I don't mean D cup ranks. Well. Maybe. Possibly. She's we real see. thin. Yeah. She's... she's yeah. Made her shoulders hurt. She's uh, right feature lower age of back 40, problems. Forty right yeah. now. FLB. Oh God, she's old. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's what Brian just, is just turned Somebody forty. This gets all over Clint. Brian's calling back to an earlier podcast where he was talking about actresses and is they are they ostracized in Hollywood because of age or because of talent? So. That and we're all way over forty. 
Some mm. of us more than others. It's acting. Acting, though, is not, or correcting career is not a big thing. She's married to Michael Rapino, the CEO and president of Live Nation. What's Live Nation? I don't know. You, you raised your eyebrows like, it's well, like you it know? Could, it could be a little LLC he opened up on <laughs> well, <laughs> fucking legal. Live Nation seems like a... Like a where I... Look that up. Uh, you got the computer over there. That's where I, I send all my money to the B- Bermudas. <laughs> But Let's see, uh, it's coming up. It is a uh, bands, a ticket place to get like Tony Bennett tickets and Neil yeah, Diamond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That seems like no, that makes Live sense. Live Nation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Pretty much any really old person that sucks, you can get their tickets on here. I don't know. Fifth Harmony. Hey, don't be dissing on Tony Bennett. Wow. I just did. I just so <laughs> juicy, J. The Australian Pink Floyd show. Awesome. Um, <laughs> niche. <laughs> There's a couple of stuff that's on here. And that's the last time I'll say that word on this podcast. So, yeah, it's niche. I've, I used up, I think, in my lifetime supply pretty much on that one podcast. <laughs> it's like, is, if, we, if we go back through, you should have hit like, had a like, ding, ding, every time I said it. Yeah, every time Ball says niche, you have to take a shot. Yeah. So yeah, the, the, um, you're only going to have one shot because that's the last time, unless I get interpersonal. Unless I get hammered. <laughs> yeah, and then it'll be niche everything. Or I'll say niche. Enterprise is set 100 years before the uh, the original that's Shatner. What, and that's what made it ultimately boring. Yeah, that's that's my thing. I'm you know I'm not like I'm going back and rewatch it, trying to see you know because I remember back in, and back when it was on, I would watch a, f- a little bit of it. You know, just call it an episode here or there. Yeah. So I'm trying to like watch it in sequence and see, okay, what am I missing here? And now later from a different perspective. But yeah, kind of, it's kind of that, that thing. I think maybe you mentioned it before, Brian, a while, an episode or two ago, is that you know where it's going. You know, you know, right. you know like, the story. Where's, where's the, where's so the, I don't want to see this old technology. I want to see the cool shit. Well, and two, you know, of course, it's. I don't mind like the throwback tech and stuff, but it's just, I know what's going to happen a hundred years in the future. And I mean, it's all set in stone already. Yeah. It's just not very entertaining. It's, you know, there's some, like I said, there's some, um, interest of seeing how the Federation came into, you know, space travel, interstellar space right. travel and all that, you know? So there's some interest there of, of how that kind of, how but they're the telling the first that. I mean, you've, how many episodes are you in? I'm in a three. But their ship is a piece of shit. You know? <laughs> yeah. but for, Flying for, trash can. For me, like, and, and it'll be really interesting. I mean, obviously, they've gone a different direction in the movies with it's a lot more actioned up. But I don't know that you could roll out a traditional type Star Trek thing now and have it even be remotely successful. I mean, after Battlestar Galactica... And, There's and, uh, I've read something a while back that they're uh, I know they're that looking they're uh, kicking the can. They're yeah, they're looking to uh, have another series, but it can't TV be series. like the 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 I don't know, for lack of a better word, the hippie take on Star Trek's been done right. Roddenberry did his thing, he put his message out there, right. and obviously that you know Trekkies flocked to that because it saved the wheels. Yeah, it no. appealed exactly, and, and and now that 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 kind of thing just. I think that falls really short for the general view, viewing audience that there's not a lot of reality to it. I mean, that's why people want to see like characters that have some depth and some reality and they're flawed. Mm-hmm. Not like, hey, we're we're gonna out wholesome everyone in the universe. <laughs> you know you what? Know, it just- I, I think I think fuck the prime directive. 
We're going down there and cleaning house. <laughs> we gonna blow some shit up. You have our, our unobtainium. Or you could take. You know, an interesting it. premise yeah. would be the. Uh, remember the uh, Star Trek episode? Um, uh, was it Mirror Mirror? Where um, you know, it's the Spock has the beard. It's the evil Spock. You know, evil, it, yeah. It's that whole evil Federation. You know, it's the alternate universe. It's like to bizarre, where, a bizarro world. Right, bizarro <laughs> world where they're like the Federation is just a bunch of like you know. Uh, uh, pirates and and uh, you know they're just a domineering force of like we steal and rape and pillage and take everything from everybody. That'd be an interesting premise for a show. You know? I, but I do think that they they if, to roll it out and be successful, it has to have some type of hook like that. Not that they yeah. have to go pure evil, or maybe it's a merry band of people that are kicking around Federation space <coughs> that are living on the edges a little Firefly. bit. Firefly, like Firefly. But I mean, it's I just don't think that they can go back out and like look. It's a that's why you know J.J. Abrams took that movie. We got to action it up. We you know the the, the movies. We got to move it in a different direction because the people that are going to go see ninety eight year old William Shatner, you know, this, it's only got eight of them, right? Yeah, people are going to want to see it. it wanted in, to be put into the, in today's context, and, and if they bring someone in, like they ran out, basically all the people that wanted to do that. They ran him out of that organization. He was like, no, we're holding fast. And the guy that uh, did uh, uh, BSG is a former exec over there and I think a producer of yeah. you know one of the Star Trek shows because he wanted to, hey, let's li- really get nitty-gritty and tell, tell you know an in-depth story and have flawed characters and all that stuff. So Yeah, well, to me is that I think if you take it, uh, the Star Trek um, – the whole thing, the whole, uh, the whole universe, universe yeah, the whole uh, from Roddenberry's vision of it all the way up through uh, Deep Space Nine. Deep Space Nine, it got a little bit. Would you like some gold, platinum? <laughs> <laughs> I can. I mean, I, I tried to watch Deep Space Nine I several times. I enjoyed. Yeah. I liked the captain guy, but that was yeah. It. Well, I liked him because you could see hints of that little bit of that little bit of a darker side. Yeah, and. Uh, who is the carrier over the engineer, right, from uh, Next Generation? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, they, uh, I, I, I like I like Deep Space Nine. I mean, I thought some of the, the it's like, man, the Ferengi, please. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, and that was like, and the, one of the Ferengi guy that was the main character, like, you know, I mean, it's just like Jar Jar Binks. Like, you get, I get tired <laughs> of, doctor him up a little bit where I know that that's an, that's an alien and it's some, somewhat different. Yeah. But I don't need the, well, it's a short humanoid thing that talks like this all the time and has crazy teeth. I am offended. It, yeah, that's, it's, it was just too much. Um, but me. I will say is, uh, uh, I enjoyed... It's like a like a radio teleplay or something like that. I enjoyed the over the top voice, not all the time, but it, it was funny if you just it was so over the top. It sounded like something from a forties. I'll get you, copper, ah. right, right. <laughs> you know that type of thing. I, I, there, it'd be fun to animate too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's yeah, there's a lot of tonal stuff to play off of. But, yeah, yeah. Um, but I loved Next Generation, but I was of a certain age that that was kind of fit you know when that came out of what we were all like 14 or 15 yeah that, something like that, that opening music and yeah and picard talking over the top saying you talk about smooth yeah. <laughs> i mean and that's the thing too like that was a 
pretty damn good cast and they had <laughs> yeah a, yeah um so they, they did that one you know right because you know of course it was what how long many years 20 years in the making yeah. to get from the original star trek series to next generation um and Rod, Roddenberry was still alive when they were yeah. when they were doing that, so he yeah. was executive producing and. and, uh, and it's funny because it, it's on Netflix. Uh, start the the uh, next generation. Let me see. TNG, and yeah. it what didn't it start in like eighty seven? Check that out. Check our friend Google. See what he says. Doing, uh, uh, he's or IGB she be here. Yeah, I was just re- re- reading here real quick. It looks like Brian Singer who does all, did all the X Men. Thing is the the one that they're look really kind of leaning on to maybe do a, re, a Star Trek reboot. But this oh, article, and that's that's the guy that we was talking about last week with that H plus on uh, YouTube. He yeah. was he was an executive. Yeah, producer. yeah, I heard. But it does, it says basically it it wouldn't be anytime soon. No, it's like 2016 at the earliest I think or 2017. Yeah, Star Trek uh, Next Generation 87 was the debut, and seven seasons, 176 episodes. Yeah, a it's funny, and, it, and yeah. when you all get, these are saying that the this the like the t- title of this article is too bad that the too bad that the rumor about the new Star Trek series is absolutely false, or so they say. <laughs> there's a there's a on YouTube there's a supercut of uh, uh, Commander Riker. His he chose as a personality uh, quirk for his character um, uh, to every time he sits down in a chair. If yeah. you get, he steps over the back of it, he swings his leg over the back of the chair and sits down. Every time he sits there, down in the whole did you, series. Did you oh, see the really? video but, where yeah. they put them all together? Yeah, the supercut uh. of that. Of <laughs> like him just sitting down though. It, yeah, it it's might, just every time he sits down, he's he's like he's mounting a horse. <laughs> I, I, I know, I know. So ever, I don't, a lot of people feel differently about him, but he was the only thing about new next generation. I could not take, I, I did not like oh, Riker. Like, like at Commander all. Riker. I like the bearded Riker much better than the non bearded. <laughs> but I, I thought that was funny that he chose that. Number it, one. It's such, cause he was How, such a, like a, tried to be such a macho sort of know, character. Doesn't that seem like just so gimmicky to me? But see, that's funny until I saw that super cut. I never, I never noticed it because it's, you know, it's all disconnected in time, but you put it together and you're like, Oh, and, but I think as, as an acting device, whether or not it's good or not, he made that choice for that character and he was consistent with it. And I think that that's, that's sort of neat. I mean, mean, is it the, is it Shakespeare? No. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's every actor's process. Hey, I'm how, what do I develop, you know, the backstory that no one sees, but is my emotional driver or, you know, all the ticks or how their body movement, how they hold hands. I mean, every actor should work through and does yeah. work through all that stuff. But I just thought it was so like over the top in physicality. It was just well, like, he, 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 if he came he, in, it, it would have been just slightly less subtle to every time he came, entered a room, he did a backflip or something like that. Well, he, he was, a, he always struck me as a little bit two dimensional. A little bit cardboard, a little bit yeah. like you're you're playing playing it too hard, loosen up a little bit. Yeah. But I I think the characters on the next generation that I I like the most, of course, Picard. I enjoyed his character, especially later in the series, as he really developed it. Um, there's four lights. <laughs> <laughs> the um, um, Data, 
I really enjoyed. No, I thought uh, Jordy, except for the uh, the the Gap Band glasses. Thank good. Well, it was the best part of that that episode where they finally get that thing off his face when they yeah, give oh, him uh, eye implants or whatever. We, we know it and, looked uh, like. Uh, those frame, hair things a, that look like a frame. Put in there's a frame yeah, oil filter, a beret, yeah, like a a beret or something like that. <laughs> well, it's like a clasp thing that comes together. These teeth and they could do it, their hair up like that. It used to be big in the '80s, but it was so terrible looking. Well, and have you ever and s- like the? It's the most advanced. We light speed and everything. The only thing that we can find to fix this guy's ass mm-hmm. or his face <laughs> is to put a big piece of metal across it's, his face. Put and, a frame oil filter on yes. his over his oh, eyes oh so he can God. see what. What did I say a few podcasts ago when we were talking about this? Upside your head with a pair of glasses. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that. That was the worst looking Google Glass <laughs> that yes. I've ever seen. Um, Data, I really enjoyed his character. Um, I like Worf. Uh, I love yeah, Worf. Worf. Worf's great. And see, and funny. That's the funny thing about Worf is that Michael he, Dorn. Michael Dorn, Michael Dorn yeah. he's got Ron voice. <laughs> Michael yeah, Dorn, and he yes. is. He is. Um, he. He had a very definable character arc, as opposed to Riker. Riker, he was very, very he was very Forrest Gumpy <laughs> to me. He, he never always changed. Was that uh, frustrated understudy guy, you yeah. know, for oh, I'd like to be captain too someday. Yeah, you know, <laughs> number one. <laughs> but I'm always going to be holding the clipboard, <laughs> stepping over Damn chairs it. left and right. <laughs> Hi ho, chair! Away. Riker, give me a glass of water. <laughs> Okay. Okay. And he goes, he goes running off, stepping over chairs. <laughs> the uh, uh, Worf and uh, uh, the uh, the doctor I liked, the psychologist I liked. Pressure. I love, yeah, Pepper I loved pressure. all that. Yeah, I'll send y'all a link during the break. We watched damn near killed her. We're watching. <laughs> I think y'all have seen this uh, uh, before. There was a um, there's uh, this uh, little comedy group that did a voiceover, a voiceover of. A segment from uh, the next generation of uh, Picard and Crusher talking, and they they do it's like that bad bad lip reading. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'll fi- we'll find it in the break and watch it. It is is hilarious. <laughs> and you'll you'll you just have to see it to to uh, believe it. it's it's super super awesome. funny. I trust you. You do, and I like that about you. Enterprise uh, surprisingly has got ninety eight ep- four seasons and ninety eight episodes. Oh, they put a ton. I mean, they really wanted it to be long, long. In Dukes of Hazard had one hundred forty five. So, what? have you seen the uh, uh, William Shatner did it? Um, of course, he he did it. But it's the all the starship captains, and he flies around the nation like over a course of like a week and does interviews with all of them. Have you seen it? No, Mm-mm. it's it's really good. I'm I mean, nodding my head. I've heard of it, but the I seen it. The, the downside of it is, as with anything, it is about William Shatner, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, enough about you. No, about me. Yes. I mean, I thought your captain was okay, but he's no he's, Captain Kirk. That's played right. By me, James Tiberius Kirk. That's right. Have but, you done a movie in Esperanto? I've done a movie all in Esperanto. Do you other, even know what it is? The other cool thing. So you got. Uh, the, the, I didn't know a lot of the background of those actors, the other actors. Um, that uh, the Deep Space Nine and obviously um, Picard, Captain very Cisco. Yeah, they're and Nine. and even what's Sis, her what's her Sisko, name? Such an unfortunate name since it was yeah. that. <laughs> hey, spell with an S, not a C. Uh, yeah, <laughs> true. The uh, what's her, uh, Helen um, Degeneres? Degeneres. Helen Hunt. Helen Beatty. 
Uh, Who are you talking about? The one Warren, that played Warren the female Bay? captain on Voyager. Oh, it's uh, Kate McGrew. Kate McGrew. Yeah. yeah. Those three Who are is all... awesome as Red and uh, Orange is the New Black. I know. She's fantastic. But they're all <laughs> like Russian. classically trained stage actors. Yeah. And they you know, purposely went out. They wanted to... And that's you know, and then that thing, they talk a lot about how the producers felt like they just couldn't throw a show out there that was, hey, spaceships and shit, right? That they really wanted some genuine actors. And they, and, and I would love to see a series called Spaceships and, and Shit. shit. <laughs> I think that would these... be very uh, Danger 5. Uh... Yeah. How did all these MFN... It always killed Darth Vader. <laughs> How did all these MFN spaceships Hey, we just came up with an in... idea, dude. Yeah. Yeah. But awesome. uh, uh, we better Snakes on a plate or whatever that's yeah. called. Yeah. Snakes call it like, trademark, but they're they, call it rebels they, five. And they had a, a as always a, killed Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah, killed Emperor. <laughs> yeah, but they had a very difficult time getting John Luke to come on because he he was just like, dude, it's it, that's it, in his opinion, and he goes into in depth in that it was, hey, that's spaceships and shit, <laughs> and I'm a classically trained Shakespearean stage actor. Ah, a whiff of the snobbery. No, and not even that. But but he, it just wasn't in his. But, we perceive wheelhouse, right? Yeah. And and he talk, he does talk like after a se- I think it's a season or season and a half when he's kind of gotten into it and he feels like yeah there there's a lot of room to act here just as much as like doing Hamlet or whatever. Um, what? But they that's what I, they wanted to bring was a big presence, someone who could really act and could take the character wherever. And then I think that that's the downfall of not that I dislike Scott Bakula, yeah, but he's. Dude from the time skipping <laughs> show, right? Yeah, Quantum he's, Leap. He's, yeah. And it's funny a that little it, he does, more limited. And yeah. he does not, he does okay. Yeah, he's fine. He'd be a great side person in the, a cast member, maybe, yeah. but he didn't, I didn't feel like anyway that he carried that role enough for me to be interested in how mundane the story was and that it was a throwback and I knew it was going. He was, I, and, and I've actually seen something else in that I really, of him in it, I really liked. I can't remember what it was. But, yeah, he just didn't carry the same presence as the, all the other actors. And I didn't realize until this William Shatner thing that they're all, like, highly trained stage actors. And they all kind of had to be really coaxed into being in the spaceships and shit show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's – yeah, it's funny for because, I mean, when I first – I don't think I started watching The Next Generation until – after it had already run its course, I watched a few episodes here and there. I didn't watch it like weekly um, from '87 on, but after that point, like I think it was like not like '95 or something like that. That's when I started watching. Uh, I was like, "Hey, that's sort of cool." And I, then, especially uh, uh, Voyager, I really enjoyed. Yeah, it was. I I watched it because I think as soon as it as soon as it came on. Uh, Darius was watching it, and oh, right. when I would go to his house, it was always on. So then I started, I got into it, and then I would go back and watch it. Right. I want to say maybe I don't remember. Is the Q episode in the first year, first season, very first one? Encounter, yeah, Encounter yeah. at Fairpoint. And I, at pilot. some point, I yep. saw that, and that was like, oh, and that was the, the hook. Was it that guy used to be a uh, daytime soap opera actor? The guy yeah. who plays uh, yeah, Q. Like young and yeah. restless. Yeah, and days I was like, oh, I, uh, I know that guy. I really so I enjoyed. Sort of got into it. I forgot. I'm glad you brought him up because I really enjoyed his character as well. As bizarre as it was, it's like these these super 
powerful beings that are so bored. <laughs> right. They, they just want to meddle in other right, people's affairs. With people. yeah. Right. With these crazy Greek gods. <laughs> Wasn't that, that based that on idea. the old original Star Trek series episode where it's uh, that Squire oh. of Gothos one where he's like this powerful being that just snaps his fingers and does stuff. And yeah. he's, just, he's like know. a spoiled kid, you know? He's yeah, like, I think I think you're right. It, it's funny that... Uh, I, I just thought that was such a bizarre... For the time, such a bizarre, in a cool way, way to go with it, and it's in these like these like you're introducing like godlike characters, but in a sci-fi setting to where they're these extra, these super powerful beings that just have to amuse themselves, and they have their infighting amongst themselves yeah. amongst other super powerful. It's like it was very much the whole Greek Greek and Roman god sort of idea, right? Mm-hmm. Did, was he like, banging a lot of the chicks and creating demigods? That would have been cool. <laughs> I am powerful. But uh, Enterprise is the only the only Star Trek season. I was just looking here on IMDb. All of the series, um, Next Generation, uh, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, all of them went seven seasons and had over 170 episodes each. Yeah. Uh, where Voyager's the only one that only went four seasons and uh, and 98 episodes. And it's 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 one of those other Star Trek. It's, you you it's, said Voyager, but you meant Enterprise, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, Enterprise. Yeah, Sorry. it's it, the uh, I, was, par- I was confused. <laughs> I know. Sorry. Brian's Sorry. Eye- Brian eyebrows went. What? What? You you're going to sit down <laughs> after the podcast, and you write an apology letter to BPI, and <laughs> yeah. you're going to mail it to him. You're, you're going to write fifty <laughs> times. I will not fuck up the Star Trek series. <laughs> Will not say the wrong one. Heresy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the uh, I think the parallels between this, like this whole created universe between Star Trek and Star Wars, uh, they're just such, and the fans just love each of the the group of fans love the, and they make their own fan fiction, and there's just so much generated material, uh, comic books books extended universe stuff for star wars and other and novel other novel series for star trek it's they have so much to draw from that i am awaiting disney's purchase of star trek <laughs> and uh, what they'd have to buy it have to buy the entire paramount right because that's all i mean what else yeah, is paramount, paramount, paramount yeah, that's yeah. so they, they just, might. i think they they, they would force disney to buy the entire paramount I don't know who owns them. I, was, I can't believe they're standalone. Somebody's got to own them. Yeah. Um, but it would be interesting. And, and I, I like I think I said when we were talking about Star Wars not too long ago, that I would love to see them bring – I mean, they got to roll out the three Star Wars epics and finish that shit off and whatever. But then I would love for them to go way off and be in a distant, far, far part of that universe and do some cool different stories. Yeah, different characters, mm-hmm. something you've never heard of, but it start to build on the universe in the films. Rather, do what Marvel's doing: have films, have um, shows on that stream on Netflix, and just have lots of cool Star Wars stuff everywhere. Well, they would make a gazillion dollars. Well, and I think that's the way things are leaning: is that with the success of that Disney has had with the resurgence of the Marvel property and. Star Wars, you know, of course, oh, well, Disney. <laughs> and they're going to redo it, and they'll probably redo it really well, is that anybody that is an IP holder of something that there is a big fan base of, and there's not, 
there's not a lot of the like those are like the behemoths and the you know the 900 pound gorillas the star wars star trek mm-hmm. i'm trying to think of any other like major ips that are out there dc is trying to right they're trying dc's to got some that. like four or five things lined up so yeah i think yeah. they're they're, they're going to be okay yeah what 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 else who owns uh dark horse is that marvel or is that an imprint of Marvel? Or is that a, it was that used to, to be. begin with? But I don't know who owns them now. Yeah, I, I, well, insert Disney here. Valiant <laughs> just signed a five picture deal, and they do a lot of my. Um, probably the only thing if you've never bought Valiant comics, the only thing that you've seen of theirs, I think that Valiant uh, had Turok the Dinosaur Hunter. Yeah. And they made, oh, yeah, yeah, they yeah. Made a video game into that. Yeah, um, I've seen. I, I saw a guy's uh, demo reel. That he did some uh, some uh, uh, kill animations of uh, a human taking down uh, one of the dinosaurs, and it was really cool. <laughs> it's like wow. Yeah. The um, but I think the Bloodshot movie, which is m- probably my favorite character of there, is the one that they're going to come out with, and it's he's a very like Punisher kind of guy. Um, I will, I'll show you guys some screenshots, but he he's got a big red circle in white skin big red circle on his chest so i think they just signed and i have a signed number one bloodshot so i'm hoping bloodshot goes really well (laughs) to the moon (laughs) but uh that torok the dinosaur hunter i think was a huge video game hit right they made a couple of them yeah Yeah. it's 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 like about five but they went out of business more like that one more like a 10 maybe yeah they went out of business and then they did a complete relaunch um, and started all the comic books over again from ground zero. And I haven't read any of them. Um, but it's kind of cool to see that. Um, I don't know who owns Dark Horse. Dark Horse doesn't do a lot of uh, like extended series, though. They do like mini series right. and stuff yeah. like that. Um, Robocop well, versus Terminator. And of course, if right. you, it, which it, I love. Uh, branching out, talking about comics, uh, branching out to. Uh, uh, manga anime uh yeah uh scarlett johansson's uh, supposedly slated to star in a, a live action reboot of uh the uh anime uh cla- the manga classic anime classic uh akira uh-huh. yeah it looks like dark horse has gotten really into manga and shit like that dark horse of course with our their famous little mini was the original aliens versus predator yeah. which was made into horrible movies. I know. I would, I, and I, they I, had uh, another... Um, a, uh, they did a Terminator series, too, that was really cool. I think it was like 9 Ter- or 10. Terminator versus Robocop, those? No. Or just the Terminator it was the Terminator. It was set in the future, and it was all yeah, about the underground. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I have four or five of those. Oh, but the, they did the Buffy the Vampire Slayer comic. They did a bunch of like that kind of stuff Conan and mm-hmm. sounds it, sounds laid down by the underground every once yeah <laughs> once got busy in a Burger King bathroom but they would do stuff like that they've never really been my into, nose is big like a pickle it tickled the rear <laughs> <laughs> the uh the stuff with like that mm. yeah my so, name is Humpty <laughs> but it'd be I hope cross my fingers that value, wow, value does some stuff yeah it, um you remember that you remember that you remember that that miniseries Camelot 2000 do you remember that no is it a TV thing Death Race no it was it was a comic book it was a comic book limited run it was like a 12 12 issue and it was like King Arthur in the 
uh, in space, and what? it was really well drawn. I I think I have it. I think it, I've King got Arthur in space. It, yeah, Camelot I've, three thousand. That's a DC comics. Yeah, three thousand. Sorry, PBI. Forgive me. Oh, dude. Okay, I'm, you're, in, I'm you're just going to get just, the hate mail now. I'm just going to go to the chalkboard right now and start writing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am sorry. I will not get that guy. Yes. Stand up. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm just going to shorten it. I'm just going to say sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah. Copy paste that. Copy paste that. So I mean, while we're on the comics thing, we went. Kiddos and I went and watched uh, the Avengers this morning. What did uh, you think of it? Age it was awesome. of Ultra. I heard it was. Uh, um, it was. They was like, hey. Everybody loves Tony uh, Tony Stark. Let's put a lot of that kind of stuff in it. That's what I heard some people say that the, mm. the sort of snarky humor is very. Well, I think it's. I'll be back. You well, know, lots of one liners. Number and stuff one, like that. it's Josh Whedon. That's his. That's his forte. Is yeah. the actiony humor thing. That is his foreskin. They it worked hugely. Do we have to talk about foreskin? Yeah, come on, Paul. A day without foreskins. One day, just hey. one fucking day without foreskin talk. I'm a Gentile. <laughs> the uh, it's, I'm, I'm interested. I've never, you know, never experienced it. Mine removed as a baby. Yeah, <laughs> I have lost sensitivity, and I want reimbursement. But the uh, damn you, my parents. It works so well in Guardians. Sensitive, but not sore. It works so well in Guardians. I think that they just rolled with it. And yeah, it it was it's the you need the humor in there because it is a lot of fucking action. Like if yeah. it was the, you edited that down, it would be you. The action would just beat you to death because they what, have to do. What did your the, What did your kids think? think oh, of they loved it. They were yeah. jacked when they left. I mean, Chloe yeah. is. She, she loves all that. Marvel, Marvel this, and she watches all the cartoons, the Does new she, Avengers. Do the, you get her comics? Can you stand to pay four she bucks a pop? Has, <laughs> she has. I buy her the little mini graphic novels that she can go tear up, and I don't feel bad about. Oh yeah, I just go to the but comic book shop and I just take high res photos and flip through real quick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, then, and, then, the and then run out of the store like, hey yo, you're a thief. She's, yeah. she's so rough on everything. I don't. Like I've got two, three boxes full of comics in there, and I won't let her touch them. Yeah, I have all of my my comics. I have like two of those big boxes yeah, in too. a in a storage unit because I do not want anybody jacking them. My <laughs> comics, up. it's my retirement. Mine, mine have not been touched since I put them in the. I have bags eight, and I've got, boards I've and got boxes. Twenty. Yeah, me too. I've got twenty pristine issues of Superman's death. The <laughs> <laughs> Well, who don't? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Do you yeah. remember? I use those as fly swatters. Ron is out there with the, the pricing gun. It's like, $10. Jacking them up. $10. And people buy them. I'm going to drive down to Dallas and sell these. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and, these and are the, newsstand versions. And halfway to, that one dude, halfway to Dallas, the, mar- the market collapsed. <laughs> and he was left with rubbish. Yeah. So I have like in there, I've got a ton of like first edition image signed, Valiant signed. Mm-hmm. Um, cold leaf. Oh, the uh, the uh, oil version. the variant variant covers that oh. I remember when that it's like, come on. And guys. then I've <laughs> and then I've got another box that's all my stuff going to back to when I was in high school. So yeah, I mean I just won't let her get anywhere near. What it. was the, all the futuristic ones that they spat out that had the the it was was it something Archie? No, it was the Jughead. They did, they did Hulk and Spider Man, but they were all like set way in the future. Casper, and they were like it was like Hulk. Two thousand or four, three thousand, something like that. I can't remember. I sort of remember. Yeah, I, I think I know. What I, you're and they were like all kind of drawn, kind of real, more kind of basic, kind of real rough. 
I can't, I can't remember what the what the uh, names of them Hulk three thousand. Yeah, yeah it's, like, I, I remember you know, when Spider Man one two was all I, all set in the way distant future. Yeah, when I was uh, when I was uh, I collected comics for a while. It was like late uh, about early nineties, and I'd go out to the. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There was out, going out to uh, uh, Shepherd Air Force Base. There was this little mom and pop shop comic book yeah shop. yeah i went out there all the time yeah yeah and it's uh, they you know put you you tell them what you want and they put it aside in little pla- uh, paper bags for you um that place was cool yeah i would go out there uh, what every was it couple, called? i don't remember every couple of weeks and they just had all my stuff in a bag yeah but i have all my stuff going back to high school like crisis on infinite earth um all the i haven't um, looked in my uh my two long boxes in a while because i'm i'm scared that Something may have happened to him or something. You know, I'm afraid to like disturb the crypt. Uh, it's twenty ninety nine. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I remember they were really gimmicky. Like, like here's the Hulk for twelve yeah. twenty nine nine. Just yeah. total freaking mutant thing. Yeah. Know. I didn't go into it, although. And there was a Spider Man version, Spider Man twenty nine nine. It was like twenty nine nine unlimited. I think was kind of the. Series, I did. The I idea did. Of it. it was kind of a silly. Not silly, but the Max. I loved. That. I got. Yeah. I got those. Yeah. I got those. I love that. I just love the artwork and all that. Yeah, it's very super, super stylized. Oh, I, long, here's long, the... Do y'all rem- no, Long, long Duck Dong? Long Shot. Do y'all remember long that? Long Duck Dong? Uh, uh, Kim Jong-il? <laughs> yeah. Ingve <laughs> Malmsteen, you opened up the door. I took it. Yeah, there's that Spider-Man 20. Yeah, I think I have those, yeah, the I first issues, yeah. but I don't... Nah. Yeah. Um, now, here's the thing where the DC, and I will, like, if they fuck this movie up, I will never watch another DC movie. I, I will make this pledge to you right now, but there I will burn their home office down to the ground. And this is one of my favorite characters of all time. But um, they're supposedly, and I think they do have a Lobo movie in the oh, works. Oh, Lobo! Yeah, yeah. And if all the Lobo versus Superman oh, stuff. Yeah, God, yeah, so cool. And they they hired they had a lot of really good artists swing through there and do those Lobo comics. And um, um, I, I I sort of like the character his nemesis Hybo. Tebow. Tebow. And then there was Tebow going down to a knee. <laughs> Take a knee, Lobo. <laughs> Count to get counted out at ten. But the movie was really good. And this is what Ron and I Ron was and I were talking right before you all got here about you know, with each one of these movies, I know that they're introducing certain characters and there's a lot of a lot of characters I love. The vision is a fantastic character from the comic books and you know, you think, oh, man, there's something they could really screw it up and make it dumb. And yeah. this is why I was t- telling Ron, I think right before he got here, that I love that Josh Whedon is at the helm because it just seems like he will not let them fuck things up, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but they do. the vision is done perfectly. Visually, the acting, the sound, his fighting style, it felt like it really was just right out of the comic book. And so it was super cool to see that um, piece. And, um, I think any time that they can... Especially with characters that you haven't seen in a long time, that they can capture not only for a new audience, but for the audience that are like us who originally saw these in the comic before. And it's like, yeah, that's right on, man. You know, the big challenge will be because at the end, and this is not a spoiler because if you've ever read the comics, you know that the the cast members within the Avengers change over time. Can they, you know, the comic books they got to freshen it up. So at the end, they're kind of assembling the new Avengers. Um, that will be interesting to see how that plays because it that was only Chloe's big takeaway. She's like, 
so is the Hulk and Thor not going to be in the next Avengers movie? And I was like, I don't know. We'll just have to see how the movie comes up. But the, you know, those the Dad, cast of characters. Daddy, Daddy knows. The, <laughs> Daddy read Guardians of the Galaxy is the same way. There's like 50 characters in and out of those books. The same way with with yeah. the Avengers and all that. So it'll be interesting to see if they can actually do that or if they do pursue that. Because it, it would add some freshness to it. But it was super cool to see the Vision fighting with them at the end. To see Scarlet Witch there um, and all that the Quick, new stuff that it Quicksilver. adds in Quicksilver, yeah, yeah, I'd Which be, is I'd, Marvel's version of the Flash. I would be, I'd be really interested to seeing, like, like you're saying, is how they, because there's a, a certain unwillingness to like, oh, this is super successful. Don't change anything. Don't. Yeah. It's like even if in the actual comic book series, like crossovers and stuff, stuff changes, like. No, got to have Chris Pratt. Well, I know. That, that was a money. It's a money making well, machine. Well, he is. Star Lord <laughs> is the central character in Guardians, so there's no danger there. But Well, the, you know uh, what I mean, though. The, right. Like, the like, other characters do come and go. Just like Captain America is the Avenger. I mean, he, that's why he's the first Avenger. And he's always, to my knowledge, thinking back, he's always he's, there. He's and the, the, the linchpin and yeah, stuff rotates. And others there. been around him, which is good that, that, the, that uh, Winter Soldier was so good and successful because I, I think now – before that, I don't think anybody would have bought like the Hulk and Thor and, and a reshuffling, and then well, Captain America. Fuck, who the fuck is he? But he had this really successful movie, so I think like the sequence of the movies that they have set up and everything is truly kick ass. Well, I mean, and, I was not disappointed at anything in the movie. Yeah, they they have put a lot because we, I think we talked about this on previous podcasts. Is that this is the like the golden age of bringing these comic books to life. With the tech, uh, with the with the visual technology that it can handle it, and the story, right. the 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 thought about the story, and making it actiony and funny, and not yeah. totally going uh, the Hobbit on, on just just droning on the uh, yeah, because the, the Hobbit just goes on and on and on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, what I, what I was getting a kick out of, and I was thinking like Chloe was. You know, we were in that the super huge, super loud theater, and she was like scared, and getting into it, and laughing, and it was just like. Then we were walking, walking out. It was the whole time I was thinking, it's like when I first got into comic books, I was about her age, you know, like eight, nine. Um, and now I'm seeing all this stuff that was, you know, you're you're a nerd, you're reading your comic books, you're dumb. Now they're, you know, that what's that movie going to make? Like a bill, half a billion dollars this weekend, or some shit like that, <laughs> yeah. you know. Uh, and to see that full circle go from yeah. in what you you know people that read comic books were like these are cool stories they're cool characters they're they're just as a valid uh, method of telling stories as any of the other stuff yeah that, now it is when I, super dude, actiony yeah and it, and it, when I was in high school dude I did not tell nobody <laughs> and nobody that I read comic books yeah, that yeah. I went out to that that store near Shepherd would and, I have been pressed I probably would have led with the gay porn over the comic books <laughs> I'm really into gay porn because I don't <laughs> because you know, yeah two fingers sword, yeah. sword, sword fight sword, sword fight, fight. Because, you know because <laughs> God, it was so uncool and now I gotta think with you know how big manga is and the comic books and all that influence now I think that's probably cool and hip now as opposed to oh yeah back much, in the day much when it was more not, so yeah. today comics today are not goddamn really hipsters with the retro bringing it back they're bringing it hipster. back yeah it's like I'm gonna bring they're bringing back the typewriter right they're Saw some hipster pictures of a dude yeah. in a, like a Starbucks or, or some coffee shop, you know, with a freaking 
little this little portable, you know, in a little old style metal case with a typewriter, and he's typing. So I'm like, what's? I'm no, I, saw, that. I saw. I saw. This may not no, be. Brian, this. this would just be piss Brian off to know. No, but this is. This is. I actually will throw this props out. If this is the same guy you're talking about, he. Uh, it may not be. He's in New York City, and he will sit out there like on like various park benches, and if you come up. And give pay him like five or ten bucks. It's not he will, he will he will type up a original short story for you, and they're they're just nice little stories. And you you tell he'll ask you a couple of questions, and he'll just he'll type it up, and there you go. No. <laughs> yeah, but this ain't that guy. There's another uh, fairly famous hipster picture of that guy. He's at a coffee shop. He's got his record. He's listening to a fucking portable record yeah, player. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that picture. Yeah, and he's got big old school head. These guys, it just drives me fucking. <laughs> them yeah, and their he's damn got a box, IPAs. He's got a boxer of uh, albums. Yes. You know, his, his record player headphones on at like a coffee shop. You know, yeah, it's and just how cool am I? He has, cool can he, I look? He holds his beard out and asks the waitress, "Does this smell like bacon?" Yeah, <laughs> this hey, is about like craft beer. <laughs> when Ron and I went to the uh, uh, Toadies show, the the guy had that wax mustache, and uh, I'm sure you not. It came out like this. Yeah, it went that back around. Super handlebar. Yeah, super. Handlebar. It was. He looked like it he had Dick two hula hoops on his face. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Or, uh, fruit, but it went all the way up. <laughs> and, and what it what it probably would have been ten inches long. Those little mustache pieces, if it wasn't waxed up, it was you know the what? dumbest looking you, thing. You need to be proactive next time and have a little pair of scissors. <laughs> and just, yeah. just and not both of them. Just hit one of them. Oh, <laughs> yeah. hey, there's and a, it's like and watch the yeah. the hipster tears. Oh, <laughs> well, they they do. The, five years to grow that. Hipsters <laughs> do this thing where they pull they they have their hair short. On the sides and the back, and then they grow the top really long. Yeah. And they do this thing where they kind of ponytail it and then bunch it all up at the top. Jared, a little Jared, top knot. Jared, <laughs> yeah. Jared Leto. Well, there's this video of these dudes driving around. I think it's in Australia to all the little cafes and stuff, and they see those guys out I there. They cut them. And they run out. There's one guy runs over there. And I they're saw hipsters, that. too, and I they saw, cut their little top knot off that. and take off. Yeah, they, they, one of the guys was sitting with his back, and there was like, it was in an enclosed patio space, and there was like a little yeah. fence. Yeah. And he ran up <laughs> over the fence. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> and then he ran up to the guy. <laughs> yeah, they get like four or five of them. The, that hipster modern, stuff drives modern me day crazy. Gentle, gentle scalping. That's insane. You know the original hipster uh, worked for us in, uh, oh, in Chad Wichita Falls. Chad Moore, he had, <laughs> the original. He had, he I had, give the dude props. He was the before hipster was even a word or even even well, thought of. And, and that dude was doing it. Do you, <laughs> and you know, it's funny that the whole hipster thing. If you go back, it's thanks Pearl Jam, thanks grunge. It's sort of that. No, yes. I don't really think it was that. No, yes. it's it's very much a throwback to that. I mean, uh, a little where, bit. Maybe like some, San, San Francisco. Some you, go, you go into any of these uh, any of these creative offices, you you can count. Everybody's wearing pla- uh, plaid and flannel. Everybody's wearing. That's not a hipster old... look, though. But not. Yeah, you need to read. Trust me, I'm I'm the hip, uh, hipster hater of the world. Anti hipster. Their their deal is the very very uh, thought out, well groomed look. They so they spend like a thousand dollars to look disheveled. Yeah, to, to look. <laughs> nobody's into this, so I'm going to be into it. But their kind of calling card is the very well manicured long facial hair some kind of weird 
shaved side hair thing done up like it's like a hundred and fifty dollar haircut they do bow ties button-up mad, shirts mad, mad men yeah. glasses um, with no lenses a lot of vests a lot yeah, of sweater vests yeah yeah a lot of um <laughs> really, uh, really preppy sweater old style suspenders preppy. yoga pants um, i know who you're talking i've seen these guys yeah. in their yoga pants. short they pants disgust me. you know short pants rolled up yeah. or uh, corduroys or high socks some some people call like them a, capris like a thousand dollar belt you know <laughs> yeah. hey i'm gonna be in, look at my thousand dollar belt isn't isn't this ironic <laughs> um <laughs> you you said it right as i was thinking it. yes it's you know it's just it's it's so thought out. It's to me. It's like getting up and you like. Uh, let's say I'm a, I'm a dentist, but I put a fireman costume <laughs> right. on every time I leave the house. Is how yeah. I view this, and I cannot. No, it's a fireman that. cross with a construction worker, cross with a policeman. Yeah, and, and it's yeah. just so like, they're basically they're basically the village people. <laughs> all, all all characters in one. Yeah. So it, it's 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 their the, fruit roll up. It's all that plus. Hey, I'm a vegan, yeah. and I have like. The coolest tattoos, and um, it's a. Um, I, I'm really well read, and I read poetry all the time. <laughs> and, but it's not because I like poetry; it was because reading poetry is fucking cool, man. Have you it's, read? Hey, have you read On the Road? Uh, and uh, uh, Doctor Sachs and Desolation Angels, but guess what? I don't have to fucking have a mustache to show you outside <laughs> that man. I know my Kerouac. Hey, you, he's talking about y'all. Was talking about that the. People that go and snip off the top yeah. knots. Uh, there's there was this thing going around for a while with people had the big gauge of yeah. hoops in their ears that you'd get a master lock and clip it on their ears and run <laughs> off. <laughs> They're like, shit, <laughs> my lobes. <laughs> but it's it literally is a two thousand dollar costume so that you can look disheveled and cool. Yeah, like you just threw it together. Well, yeah. I I just want to know nobody's into this. So I'm going and it's a, it's just, a I just <laughs> would really like to know what what's up with the hate, man. Fucking, they annoy the piss out of me. That's What's up? Hipsters the are the uh, emo ki- uh, emo kids in the high school that are now in their twenties. <laughs> you know, right? You know, when we lived in Denton, it's the same thing I found annoying up there. Like, you, we would go to a house party or go meet some people, and like, I I was working for business. I didn't look grungy or like a hippie or whatever. Yeah. And then you'd have a hippie guy engage you and want to talk to you about whatever fucking esoteric thing he was trying to roll out there that he knew about fucking this much of, but he figured I knew less. And then as soon as they rolled it out, you could just start, I would just go, no, that's not true. And just destroy them. And you just see them wilt because you, dude, like, do you know, you see, I got my hippie hair and I got my hippie clothes on. Oh, cool, man. I'm so cool. I spent all day at the fucking coffee shop and you're fucking me. My so this, because now everybody knows it is a thin fucking veneer. So you're telling me that, Man, this suit I just talked to in uh, over here knows more about Voltaire than I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God, yeah. Darn it. Go go back to your little thing and do some more thinking there for you all. And all of his friends reading. are sitting around. Research there, brother. Yeah, clapping. Cool, cool. No, snap, snapping because that's a jazzy yeah. thing. What you know? is the sound of one hand clapping? <laughs> but that was dri- it would drive me crazy it because it was it was like Denton was. There were some legit like people that were hippies and they knew their shit and they would when you talk to them they and there were just 98 percent of them though were like super dumb posers that as soon as you started talking to them if you knew anything about what they were trying to act like they knew something about you they were exposed and they would just flee the conversation and run because i didn't want by what i used to get into so many arguments and just i was i <laughs> was it drive me crazy that's, that's funny that you say posers because uh one time uh when nicholas first got his like first razor scooter he wanted to go to the skate park and oh yeah and 
test that baby out. So I took him over there, and he was skating around, have his helmet on and stuff, and having a good time, you know. Um, and he came over like an hour into the when he was over. I was just over there. Uh, I had a I have an old sort of eighty style board deck with uh, uh, some big trucks, <laughs> it's right. really wide wheels, so I can stay on top of it. And I, I you know I cruise around. I can't do any of the stuff, but I can I can cruise around the park on it. Um, and he came up to me. He said, "Daddy." why are those kids up there all dressed like skaters, but they're not skating? I said, son, those are the posers. (laughs) (laughs) They would, these kids just go to the park with their boards and they will literally just sit on the edge of stuff and just watch. That's a hipster. That's, it's all about the look. It's Analogy the, connected. Yeah. Cool. Hey, you need to take skaters. him up to the the new uh, skate park that they just did in Roanoke. It is freaking badass. Really? Yeah. I didn't know they had. It's an open air skate park. It has a pool. It has um, ramp areas. Really, really cool. Yeah. And it's all free. It's just like a park. Where is it near uh, Hawaiian it's, Falls? Yeah, it's right up by the water park. Right across the street, actually. I will check it out. Yeah, you'll have to take him up there. It'll have fun. We, we're about an hour and ten minutes, so let's take oh. a break. I think I'm actually coffeeed up enough where I'm actually going to drink a beer. I think I got that one, too. Yeah. All right. You look, y'all look very <laughs> bright-eyed and bushy-tailed alert. Yeah. <coughs> Non-hipstery. Yeah. anti You look suspiciously non-hipster. I know. And and I almost need feel like that is then becoming like, I, I'm like as bad of a thing as they are because I'm so fucking, I hate them so much. Yeah, it's, We need to create our own old hipster whatever movement. You yeah. know what? We need to get... You know her. what? When I, when I want to write something down, I get wood. <laughs> and then I chisel <laughs> fucking Chinese symbols on there and I put it together and I make I, my own movable type. I, I, and then I, I, I make my own fucking paper and then I make my own ink and about eight months later, I can you know print what? a page. I you create know my own papyrus and I write in cuneiform. Yeah. You know what? Fuck you know sticks, what? Man. You know what? Fuck Gutenberg. <laughs> yeah. Do you yeah. know what? We need to get t-shirts made up. Suspiciously non-hipster. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right. Let's do this. Let's get All right. Thanks for listening to that segment of the Binge Watch Podcast. You can find us online at www.bingewatchpodcast.com, on Twitter at BingeWatchPC, and on YouTube and Facebook by searching for Binge Watch Podcast. Not on Facebook, Mrs. Uh, Amy Bell Isles. Uh, Panera Files. The Panera Files. Those are hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> she's she goes there for the free Wi-Fi, and <laughs> she does work there. Damn hipster! <laughs> but then she's always bitching on Facebook about all the fucking people that sit around her and do weird shit or job <laughs> interviews or you know it's it's like, she over here she just sits there and listens do you not it. understand that this is my free wi-fi <laughs> my space my I, working space where am i going to type up on my typewriter <laughs> all these yeah, panera between files. my typewriter and my record player i'm a panera <laughs> I while know. i'm at panera panera 
I got no place. Wait, to put what are my you there phone? for? Free Wi-Fi? If you've got a uh, typewriter, <laughs> and a record player. It's uh, the typewriter is driven by Wi-Fi. <laughs> it's Wi-Fi. It's Wi-Fi enabled. Wi-Fi enabled. <laughs> well, it's it's one of those funny typewriters. It's old school. But the Wi-Fi is so it can do automatic spell check. And it goes in and puts the white out <laughs> tape and, and then retypes it. It's amazing, really. Oh, I mean, what a pain in the ass that shit was. Oh, it's so That's why, was. like, the thing with the the typewriter, the hipster dude. Man, you you accidentally hit one. You're like, fuck. <laughs> right. Roll it out, white out it, do the thing, yeah. roll dude, it back down there, hit I the right. Try to key. get it lined back up right. When, oh. when I was that last gaming studio I worked at, we was doing a po- a project pitch. To where it was about this uh, this secret agent gorilla thing. I won't go too much detail oh, about, it. but we was gorilla. to do the the pitch. That sounds good. To uh, it was the, the the art was really cool on it. We had a guy that uh, um, he was good, had, at, good at drawing gorillas. Well, he was uh, he was the <laughs> Luke, he's got he was two the, eyes. He was the uh, he was the original uh, character designer for uh, um, Grace to a uh, Tarzan uh, rat, for for uh, <laughs> Ratchet and Clank. And uh, have you all ever heard of Wretched and Clank? I don't understand. I never understood how that Highlander guy got over in the goddamn jungle anyway. <laughs> Happy Halloween, sisters. <laughs> <laughs> the Kurgan. I love that line. <laughs> it's better to burn out than to fade, fade away. That's no sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so with, for this, uh, this project pitch, a presentation... We was trying to do it like it's sort of like uh, Cold War's 50s t- type of stuff. And so we had somebody bring up an old typewriter so we could type out this, this original project document file, like oh, declassified and stuff. Looks, yeah. So I typed, I tried to type this son of a bitch letter <laughs> out <laughs> about, and I can type. I know how to type. and uh, But on a manual typewriter, it's like, and I got like three quarters of the way down the page. I was like, Fuck! <laughs> Somebody yeah. should make a font yeah. that looks like it's typewriter from the fifties. We tried that, and but we wanted for it because we was doing a presentation document. We wanted the you pick up a typewritten page, you can see the indentations, you know, and. Some That's, of the times the type doesn't hey, line up right. They're not going to buy this Gorilla Secret Agent thing, so we got to <laughs> trick up the paperwork really well. But I had I had the brilliant idea that I just left in the typos, and I just used a black marker to redact <laughs> like the mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> it was like done. There you go. Yeah, um, that's what I freaking grew up with was a manual typewriter. My, it was, it's my, oh, and what, my mom was a secretary. She had the big, nice electric, you know, with, with the ball that would go. We had the hot, no, not the ball one. It was actual electrical keys, but it was all electric. And it was, I can't remember what brand it was. But she even had the little correction. Fluid? No, no, not the fluid. It was the little tape you would do is you would put it. In there, in uh, yeah, yeah. It you would, would, what you do is you made a mistake. Oh, type the wrong you type, key. And you, you type backspace over one, and then yeah, put that right. on in there. Yeah. A little white uh, p- paper thing. Hit the key, and it would put actually white on there over the black. That yeah. just well, typed. they did. They also made it too where you didn't have to scoot thing anything in there. It was just another ribbon right underneath the yeah. ribbon. Uh, yeah, as a was, white that was fancier though. Yeah. We didn't have that. My grandmother <laughs> had that, and that was the one that had the ball that would just get you. But I was about to say, the worst part, not even like the misspelling or whatever, is like you accidentally hit two keys at the same time and all those keys lock up. They're stuck together, And then yeah. you're like up there fucking with those keys, trying to get them unlocked without <laughs> right. breaking or them and shit. Or you get ink on your fingers and all and that. And then they, over the course of years, they get loose and bent because you're yeah. doing that shit all the time. Well, yep. you said you had a manual... 
typewriter. I grew up. It was in, a little bit electric, man. I grew up in Central manual. America. I grew up in Central Is America. It manual yes. typewriter yes. redundant. Yeah, shut up. I, <laughs> I, I grew up in Central America, and I, I had, got one of those. I just <laughs> thought shit, and it fucking typed shit out. <laughs> yeah. It was a mental electric typewriter. I, I grew up in uh, Central America, and I had a Manuel typewriter. So <laughs> it was. Uh, I was trying to get that joke out, and y'all kept on talking. I was like, I literally, I literally just said, "Fuck this joke." I'm gonna <laughs> offend people, whether you guys just make me sit here all day or not. Manuel, yeah, right. the Manuel typewriter. <laughs> my father is senior typewriter. If you must know. Oh, that's fucking funny. <laughs> there's there's more jokes to be had there. I think. Yeah, but those the, and then they got to be the oh, yeah. the cool little ball when that you could actually type yeah. pretty fast because the keys never stuck and yeah, then the backspace correct thing. They, I mean, you know. After 80 years of typewriter technology. And they made them like in cartridges where you get like little spools. Ours was old and it was a spool thing. It was so mm-hmm. freaking messy. The, yeah, the, the, Chinese, the Chinese did it first. They were the original history with their ceramic yeah. And then my, my, when I went to college, I got one that had a little screen on it that you could type. And you would type out your entire sentence and then hit enter and, and it, it would type it all and, and it would yeah. it would uh, didn't it even do like a rudimentary spell check and stuff i don't remember because i was probably really drunk when i was typing all those big those things up <laughs> you like, read some notes that yeah. was like that was like <laughs> words and stuff bring eight <laughs> cases of beer or you'll and, never see your poodle again yeah, yeah. <laughs> until four o'clock in the morning brian's in there are you about a size 14? <laughs> Are you about a size 14? You big old Wait, wait. Was she a real big fat person? <laughs> <laughs> would you, yes, would Mr. You, Gum. Would you fuck me? I would fuck me. <laughs> I might fuck you. Um... <laughs> I've known you for years. What do you got? What do you got, Paul? Oh. Well, I've got a beer in me. I'll do anything with one beer. It's yeah. like, do you have any dry erase water? <laughs> I can, I can, for a dollar. I can chug a nugget. Um what I have is that Netflix, always with the original stuff, they have teamed up with Warners. They are going to do new episodes of Green Eggs and Ham. Said Sam. Sam, I am like new animation, new, new, animation, yeah. new new animated series for the Doctor Seuss. Uh, They're gonna redo the old stories. Uh, it looks like because uh, if it, it's new Doctor Seuss stories that Doctor Seuss didn't write them out. Well, it's uh, he's like dead and stuff. because yeah. mostly he's dead. Uh, but uh, in conjunction, that's problematic, as we had determined in the first uh, session today. Yeah. He's dead, Jim. <laughs> is that Warner? It's going to be the most expensive animated series ever produced by an American studio. So they're going to do it in America, which is shocking. Shocking, and it, it goes back to that podcast we was talking about. That he's like, why? Why, why, if I can do it somewhere else that it looks the same, it's cheaper. Why, why are you I don't, giving I don't, away the profit? I don't get it. But uh, Warner Brothers Animation uh, is going to begin production on 13 episodes of Green Eggs and Ham in May for a 2018 premiere. Um, the series, three years from now, it's only series, like eight pages long. How are they doing 20 episodes? The Hobbit. They're <laughs> <laughs> stretching it out. I rest- We're adding backstory you never I do. Don't I don't remember this big white killer orc in the <laughs> Green Eggs and Ham story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, okay, I guess I could roll with it. Uh, 13 episodes, five to six million per episode, which each equates up to 72 million what? for the entire. I was like, 
Is every I said frame the same thing. chiseled in stone? <laughs> Ceramic <laughs> tile. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I said the it's same thing because you know, I'm in that industry. I'm like, Because doesn't most f- of that stuff go to Korea? South Korea? In that- China, China, Japan, stuff yeah. like that. And uh, it's um, 1.5 million for every word in the original book. <laughs> yeah, they don't fucking get that at all. But well, Is this on The Onion? No, this is, like, <laughs> yeah. this is on Deadline. Deadline.com. <laughs> Well, I think I'm out at the. It sounds like it's not really Doctor. I'm. A, I mean, I I say this all the time in jest, but I believe that most of the life lessons you need to know are in a Doctor Seuss story. You know, I, I think his stuff is pretty fucking flawless. Why well, would you? I, like, if I'm well, out, like, if it's additional material, well, that they're that'd adding. be that'd be like spending that kind of money on uh, like Shel Silverstein. Had the, yeah, the, where the sidewalk is. Yeah, and it's yeah. like. I think I think he got it the first time. Yeah, he, he kind of right? nailed it. Uh, Seuss's widow Audrey Geisel, who's in charge of the estate, she's still alive. One newsflash uh, is was on she the record. Fourteen when he, she married him. Yeah, ninety five. <laughs> Hitler's ne- niece. <laughs> I nearly said nephew, but it's like, well, it was Hitler and the dudes. I don't sex change, dude. See, see, Kyle. Eva Braun? Is this Eva Braun's Eva, sister? Yeah. I like Eva Braun's because they have good fries. <laughs> yeah. Ba-dum-bum. And their yeah. milk is so good. That's what he said. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. Uh, okay. So, um, that. Uh, she is on the. She's in charge of his estate, of course, and is in, and uh, she's just a lunatic out of her mind now. Yeah. Like has dementia. They're like, she, we it, can talk her into doing anything. It, it will be. <laughs> yeah, she'll the, sign this series. The uh, the series will be written by Jared Stern, who provided material for Wreck It Ralph and the Princess and the Frog, so Disney properties, and is credited with having contributed to the story for the Lego Movie sequel. That's sort of sort of tenuous. Yeah. <laughs> he is. Somebody said that he contributed. We found a napkin, and it had some shit about, you know, if we did a second Lego movie, here's how it should be, and we accredit him. Oh, and it was announced on uh, Ellen DeGeneres' show last last week on The Ellen Show that it was an official announcement about this, so it's it's not... Like, I feel like they for that much money, they could bring everything he ever did to life. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. See? <laughs> yeah. I have a way of uh, spending a whole bunch of money and not getting any profit. See? <laughs> I don't get the unbreakable it. Kimmy some, Schmidt, you see? <laughs> it sounds like some ill spent money. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe they had to balance the books out or something. It's like, uh, we need to get something out. It's out like one of those, if we, don't, if we don't spend this money, we lose it. We don't get well, it back next year. Well, and they, yeah, they said that it took uh, the deal between Netflix and Warner's took more than a year to figure out due to a la- lack of an existing deal template between the two companies. So this all goes back to what we've been talking about is that uh, people are flocking to Prime, to Netflix, and to a certain extent, YouTube. Everybody is trying to get into BBC, trying to get into this content creation. And so this is like, it's sort of like the wild, wild west on a lot of the stuff. Wild, wild west. Yeah. The wild, wild west. Paul, they're going to make this, Dr. Seuss, if they're going to make this episode of Dr. Seuss, uh, then I'm in. Stabby, Stabby the, the Norwell. Stabby the Norwell. I am. Man, that's that's like celebrity deathmatch. I am down. Yeah. I'm ready to see Stabby the Norwall uh-huh. episode. Uh-huh. Yeah, and they, uh, <laughs> the Ellen announcement was followed by Netflix press release composed in a Susie and rhyme 
though in unsuciously awkward meter. And I'm not going to read all this shit off, but it's uh, they did a press release try in that. Well, that's exactly to- what I'm talking about. Like what he did seems really simple, but that shit is like highly crafted. Yeah, his his, his stories. Yeah, well, it, it, I'll read off the last. Cindy Holland, VP of Original Content for Netflix, threw her quote into the mix. We think this will be a hit. Green Eggs and Ham is a perfect fit for our growing slate of amazing stories available exclusively in all Netflix territories. <laughs> yeah, that's like, come on. You can stream it on your phone. You can stream it on your own. You can stream it on TV. You can stream it go globally. <laughs> Were you, were you talking? I was not paying attention to that. Yeah, it's the same thing. And that was the last paragraph is that they released this. It's like it's like the worst Shakespeare I've ever read. It's like, Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah, hey, as long as it rhymes, it doesn't matter if the meter's correct, right? Nope. Right. Yeah, so I thought that was interesting. The, biggest, the big ticket out of it is like for this whole 13 episodes, 72 million, that sounds like a loser to me. Yeah. That sounds like a a loser to me, and I it would have to be something cool that kids liked of epic proportions. Yeah, and I just don't see that happening. Uh, how it's like much money? Seventy two million for that's 13. almost feature film. Mo- money. Yeah, it really is. It really is, and I'm telling you, for TV budgets, that's insane. That is absolutely insane. It is absolutely insane. Like they said, one point five million dollars for every word of the original story. And I can't see, it's like... It better be some badassery or it's going to be terrible. Yeah, maybe they're going to bring Tony Stark in or something. (laughs) (laughs) The Hulkbuster. The Lorax versus Iron Man. So, and and on on the animated movie tip or show tip, um, I got this off at SlashFilm.com, is that Sony yesterday announced a summer 2016 release date for the movie everybody's been waiting for. Sausage Party. By Seth Rogen. (laughs) By the guys who brought you the interview. (laughs) It is an animated film from the comedy minds of Seth Rogen and even Goldberg. It's R-rated. It's going to be done for a very little amount of money. But it's supposed to be... $14. It's supposed to be be Pixar quality. I'll I'll be the judge of that. Uh, Seth Rogen... Pixar quality, it can't be done on the cheap. No. That shit takes fucking forever. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> we did it. We did it on the moon <laughs> at our Nazi base <laughs> on the moon. Uh, Kill we, Hitler. They, uh, they, uh, Seth Rogen did an interview on the Howard Stern show where um, he, he really revealed new details about Sausage Party. That's a great sentence right there. He I said, say, "We I, thought it would be I funny." I feel like to, I've got my fill with Seth Rogen. I well, feel like I may be hey, to yeah. the brim on hey, Seth Rogen. You haven't had your fill until you had your fill of sausage parts. Yeah. Right. yeah. That was a little bit like that Pacquiao showing last night. It was a bit of a sausage party. So, yeah. uh, we, that this is a that didn't keep Ron from hitting on everyone in the house. That's right. Uh, that, All the dudes here last night. That's right. He said, <laughs> noodling time, joust. Uh, he, uh, the, the quote uh, on the Howard Stern show from Rogen was, we thought it'd be funny to do an R-rated Pixar-style movie. Pixar style? So is Pixar a genre now? I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. I think that's they're trying to throw that out there just to get some yeah. stick on the wall. Yeah. Well, yeah. And like, and it's going to be cool animation, well, dude. Yeah. Well, and he, he, he went on to say, of course, this is on the Stern Show, it's fucking filthy. It's really, really, really dirty. But it looks like a Pixar movie. Mm. So you think of the heartwarming movie Up. It just sounds with, like a lot of fail. But with, mm. with fucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
A lot of f bombs and uh, yeah. graphic violence. And now, and this is this is because I know a little bit about what budgets do on animated films. Is that while Pixar movies cost hundreds of millions of dollars, Rogan and the crew are making Sausage Party for under twenty million. But just because they're making the film on a budget doesn't mean it'll look cheap. Yeah, sure. Yes, like, it does. Yeah. <laughs> Rogan insisted it'll look like a polished Pixar movie. As for the plot of the movie, it's about a food. It's about food in a grocery store that believes when you get purchased, all your wildest dreams come true. They don't realize that you get eaten. And then it's about slowly realizing what happens in the afterlife. It's kind of like Toy Story. It's a journey. And they're trying to get from one end of the store to the other. It's fucking crazy. It's nuts. It's rat nuts. <laughs> That's my paraphrase of it. I like it. And it's like, I, I thought of a little bit about that. It's I like, might, I it's might like, it's be, like, you might be able to pay me to watch it. Well, and that's the funny thing I was thinking about that. It's like, $100 yeah, a minute. So if you're, <laughs> if you're food in the store and you think you're going to the afterlife and then you realize, oh, they're going to chew on us and then shit us out later. Run! <laughs> Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> so it, it's, it's, it's like $20 million. Nah, I don't think so. Just in just the equipment rental and all that stuff that I would think that ten million of that is gone to that just before anything is done on well, the show I'm, itself. I am very. I'm assuming that they're doing it overseas because that there is like in India or something. There is no way they can do an American production. And those 20- people work for like a dollar a week. Is that what you're trying to say? Uh, well. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Dollar's a lot of money. Yeah. Have you seen my dollar? <laughs> it's big. It will make you hot. I think I'll just stick with uh, Squidbillies. Yeah. The subject matter inherently has to do with religion, so conceptually, it's somewhat R-rated. What the fuck did I just read? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, it will feature all types of food, so I guess maybe they're thinking they're going to do the... Uh, Floyd Mayweather, they're going to get product placement. Like, hey, Tostitos, out your ass, or something. Uh, and not just sausages. And this whole... Jimmy st- Dean's breakfast sausages. So they're going <laughs> to they're gonna have Jonah Hill, Michael Sarah, right. Anders. Of course, Jonah Hill is going to be in it. Of course. That's uh, what I'm saying. It's like all the same dudes back in there. I know, like I, and, I watched half the interview and yeah. it's fucking horrible. And all these guys, they play Frank's fellow sausage buddy who believe in the great beyond. You get to have sex with the buns across the grocery aisle. Kristen Wiig voices one of the buns. Mm-hmm. I like Kristen Wiig. That's right. She's no cool. idea who that is. And you get to you get to rub up all in it. Kristen Wiig? Saturday Night Live? I, dude, I haven't watched Saturday Night Live since like 1983. And, and like um, you said, of course. Okay. Uh, she was Bridesmaids? She was the main character. Ah, uh, fuck. That movie's terrible. <laughs> so I got rooked into watching that movie about a month ago. So, and I thought it was going to be funny, like something about Mary, the whatever the fuck, the Vegas movies, or the Bachelor Party. Oh, uh, uh, oh uh, 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 Mar- uh, the Party Crashers. <laughs> no. no. Uh, <laughs> go, keep going. This is fun. <laughs> Jonah Hex? <laughs> <laughs> Jonah Hex. What the hell? Uh, uh, hangovers. Hangover. Hangover one, hangover two, hangover three. But that, so, those, that Bridesmaids movie sucked. It was terrible. Well, see, and they should I just, never once laughed. I just they, was standing I was like, when is this motherfucker going to... They, they, they kept telling me, like, oh, it takes about 20 minutes to really get into it. I'm like, it, it, we're an hour in. <laughs> when is it going to start? 
And that, it's like if, she, you would, she, if they would have just herself, so she shits herself, and I, that was the one funny part. I mean, of I, I, <laughs> I saw a movie oh, once. The Indian food, or bad Indian food. Or I, saw, yeah. I saw a movie once called Bridesmaid Sucks, but I think that was like different. <laughs> it had a little bong chicka pow pow music in it. Well, and then, started off with so, hello nurse. So for this R-rated sausage party, which is going to be every bit, it's going to be every bit of a Pixar movie for twenty million bucks. Uh, the voice cast: Paul Rudd, Danny McBride, James Franco. Of course, the interview. The that, same, was a, that was a great hit. The same douches: uh, Jonah Hill, David Crumholtz, Ed, Ed Norton. Ed Norton. Yeah, he's going to voice a character named Sammy Bagel Jr. <laughs> Goddamn, <laughs> okay. train wreck, and Nick Kroll. Then, um, so there you go. And to to make up for that train wreck of a, of a sounding movie or a TV series or whatever the fuck it's going to be. Um, the t- first two. <laughs> the, uh, Starship tro- Troopers could become a TV series. Uh, I might be, depending on how, how it's done, I might be in on that. Uh, yeah, like the first one. I, I love the first one. I don't think, a, it's too, I don't think it's terrible. It's no, okay. We're going I've never seen hell, second or third one. No, I haven't either. I haven't either. I didn't want to. St- I heard they were bad. So yeah, I, I heard they away. were terrible. Yeah. yeah, stayed away. Well, and, and that's. I think this may be sort of, maybe vaguely vaporware a little bit. In an interview with Hitflix about his upcoming Goosebumps film, producer Neil Moritz revealed his plans for a Starship Trooper, uh, a property he's been kicking around for a while. So. It sounds like he's shilling it out to the street a little bit. Uh, he's leaning to turn it toward. Uh, um, we're developing it. We're actually in talking about either doing it as feature or doing it as a television show. So we'll see. So it sounds like BS to me, basically. Mm. But you know, I mean, we've been talking about. We've been talking about. I can't imagine SGU. They would do it we've as been, a movie because no one would. It's been done. Yeah. yeah well, and everybody's going to see it in light of how bad the second and third one. Were. Net, Netflix or Prime, maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Starring, <laughs> Starship Troopers 4, starring <laughs> Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> yeah. And the last thing... Whatever happened to Casper Van Diem, or whatever, the first guy? Whatever happened to him? I, I, heard, I, he, I heard he turned his name into Casper uh, Per Diem, and he gets a little bit every... <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and the last thing Paul I had... comedy tour. Uh, that's right. Here all week. Try the veal. Love you. Um, the last thing off of geeksnack.com is Netflix is... Greenlit uh, Daredevil season two set for 2016. Yeah, this uh, and I'm still I have gone back through that. I I kind of that, that one's a difficult one to binge watch, just because it's so yeah. chopsocky fighty you know kung fu theater thing that that back to back of that is a little much for me. I I really like the series, and uh, I, I I agree with that. Yeah, have you that. seen it? Have you yeah. already watching it? I'm about three episodes in. Yeah. But I can watch an episode, then I got to go kind of do something else. Yeah, I'm the same way with that because I was going, one night I was going to sit down. I was like, "All right, Saturday night, I'm doing this. <laughs> let's, yeah. let's go." And then I was like, uh, "No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah." Cool. yeah but uh, they uh, the showrunners are going to be replaced on Daredevil, so we'll see if that changes anything. Um, they said. The showrunners are changing with Stephen DeKnight being replaced by Doug Petrie and Marco Ramirez, who worked on the first season. The of Night show. Stalker. Yes. Kolchak. Yes. Carl Kolchak. 
No, Ramirez, the night, the Night Stalker. David That's Ramirez, true. yeah, yeah. Mark about Ramirez. the old TV series. <laughs> night David Stalker. Cameron, the du- Night Stalker. <laughs> How the hell did he get out of prison? <laughs> he tried. <laughs> it's like I'm sorry. I said yeah. I, 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 I'm all room. repenting and shit. I, <laughs> I said sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote it on the board fifty times. Yeah. Damn PBI, let me out. <laughs> yeah, let me out of prison, PBI. Yeah. So um, it said, but the people they're switching it out with are very closely connected to the season one. So hopefully things will not change. Well, I got to feel it. like the, the, and I don't, again, I think I talked about this last time. I don't know how Netflix rates. I don't know if they release like download information, but it was out on Netflix like a week and a half, two weeks. And then, Oh, it were up season two. I, so I got to think it got the shitload of downloads. Right, yeah, like yeah. And I think, yeah. I think Netflix is very, um, reluctant to release like prime on numbers. Yeah, I don't know. They keep it pretty close to their vest. Um, It'll be set for 2016, and it'll most likely be running at a similar time to Marvel's Luke Cage series. Mm-hmm. So, I'm ready for Luke Cage? Bring that on! Yeah. Well, uh, I covered. I mean, they're, the, all those are really intertwined, and it's all going to build up to their. their they do have a little power fist in there. Uh, slotted to do. Uh, oh, was it power fist? Iron was it Iron Fist. The anal intruder. Uh, <laughs> Brad, that's that's think, another series that you like to watch, but no, uh, not that one. Ron did a search for power that's fisting. At work. What <laughs> is power that's from fist. Top Secret? <laughs> The anal intruder. <laughs> yeah, it's from Top Secret. Yeah. So it looks like it looks like uh, like with this whole thing we've been talking this about is with, not Mel Torme. <laughs> but this whole thing we've been talking about what we was talking about the Age of uh, Ultron mm-hmm. and um, I want to see the Age of Voltron. Fuck yeah! Metal tie, uh, metal lions forming into a giant robot. <laughs> Voltron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, that's a yeah Pacific Rim. Thanks, guys. Um, they, it looks like it's all tying in with all these movies that they're prepping up for the appearance of Daredevil to come into. You know, and they're trying to relaunch that, and it's all going to tie into these movies that are going to be hitting theaters, and with all the, and then it's going to eventually trickle back down into Netflix and things like that. It's it's. Well, I think they've made. I what I feel like they're doing. Is there on these characters? They're making a decision. Like, is this a character that can carry a superhero movie? Like, then that's why I think that the Daredevil movies was so bad. And then the what was the other one? That's Dare, Daredevil's little, um, the one that uh, um, Jennifer Gardner did. Oh yeah. Uh, oh. Uh, but they didn't make great movies. But they yeah. make great TV series. I don't feel like it's superhero character enough to carry a movie about superheroes, but it does really well. And I think Marvel is kind of like making a demarcation line on these, like great TV series character, great movie character. Yeah, but like, I, I, I think I like the if you the vision that comes in. I think they're trying to um, still have that that bridge, like in the comic books, to where it's like, oh, this is on TV, but Electra. that happened in the movies. So and well, so it's, the Daredevil it's, it's is a tie, it's a tie universe because you see the success of Star Trek and Star Wars. It's a cohesive universe. Yeah, to where no, they're totally all of them totally yeah. tied in. Yeah, the Daredevil and Agents of Shield, Shield. are are set in the aftermath of New York after the Avengers. Panty um, Shield. Yeah, yeah. That's a hard job. <laughs> it's a, <laughs> rough. It's That's rough. what she said. That's right. At least once a month. So yeah, it's totally uh, <laughs> just, all tied together. Missed. 
Where did he go? There was a Denzel Washington movie named after that, wasn't there? Panty Shield? No. King Fate Mountain. Submarine one. 28 Days Later? Paul <laughs> 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 <Ball> guy. <laughs> Fucking thank you for that. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Gene uh, Hackman was in it, too. I like to call him... Ingve Hackman. <laughs> the taking of Pelham 189. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it. <laughs> I'm not going to say it either. I want you to say it, fucker. Nope. No, sir. Didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> not going to do it. Not going to do it. Not going there. So I was just going to cover just really quickly some of the stuff that's coming out on Netflix and Hulu and everything. Um, and then I made an interesting discovery in this article. CNN does a really comprehensive uh, first of every month, actually the end of every month, about what's going to be on all the streaming services right. the next month. Um, some okay. super cult, Ron, you'll be very interested. Legally Blonde 1 and 2 are available on Netflix next month. Sweet. Um, I thought Ron's preference was Illegally Blonde. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So in, do they have Illegally Brunette? Oh, that's Ron's Do they have speed. Illegally yeah. Bound? Yeah. That really is that. With so that. the third series, and here Netflix is coming to the savior and ho- ho- as a, to the series, and hopefully they didn't screw anything up, change anything, just give some money and let them do it because it's done so well. But season three of Long Longmire starts here in, in the next week. Long Duck Dog. And I will, I don't know, it may be available now, and I will be back to back in that like nobody's business because that show freaking rocks. Um, Greg, that was on the podcast, he said he's finished the first two series. He's like, that show is so fucking good. Yeah, I need to, I, I, that's one that I'm going to, as soon as I finish the Pacific, I'm going to jump over the Dude, you still not finished the Pacific? Yeah, we'll shut up, Ron. So long, <laughs> you know man. what? You know what? <laughs> Even, talk about even talk about, and I have finished that. Man, it talk only took about you six months. <laughs> Hello, pot. Oh, Kettle, yeah. this and is black. Two, <laughs> it took me two years of bitching at you and six months for you to watch it to get it done. Yeah, I'm only like a month on the watching it. So talk to me in five months, okay? Right, come on, yeah. come on. Why don't you just that shit up? settle down? <laughs> settle so that's down. the big one for me this month. Is that that that's coming out? I really want to see what the transition is. Um, Amazon Prime. Big trouble in little China all month long. You got to do it. You got to do it. That's what she said. No. That's what she could, said. Could that be made into a series? Of course. Yeah, but I wouldn't want to see it. I think it's it's so cool. It's so it I don't want anybody to touch it. Or um, The Adventures of Jack Burton. But you, who could play him other than I know. Him? It's Kurt Russell. And he's like man. 89 years old now. The Adventures of Jack Skellington. <laughs> hey, I'd pay to see it. <laughs> so in this article, though, I was just scrolling through. got all the way down to the bottom, and I had never heard of this streaming service. It's called Acorn TV. I've heard of it. And they stream exclusively British TV content. And there, that, that, we From talked about that. Is, is that Sony has Crackle. And right. recently, because I was making fun of it, it's like, Crackle, what kind of name is that? And they snagged, they are showing Seinfeld. Oh. So they have, they're they picking up oh. stuff. So, I'm sorry, go ahead. It, no, no, no. It's But there's a ton of these little app services that are, it's either developing very narrow view, like we talked about, like with the Troma films on that popcorn Netflix, is that they're very much... The right. the C C rate slasher movie type of things. That's their their their. Well, these are. It's, it starts with an end, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> these are fairly mainstream yeah, okay. in terms of British TV, although some a little bit older. 
Um, and I can't find. Does it, it have? Says, uh, does it have start good, your free month? Does it have uh, good neighbors? No, not that old. Because living with an English woman, surprisingly enough, I watch some of the older, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> older British shows. Mm. No, I've seen all of Good Neighbors. I've seen all To the Manor Born. Yeah. Hello, hello. Uh, Faulty Towers. Faulty Towers. Faulty. Well, that, everybody's seen Faulty Towers, yeah. but the other stuff is like Hello, hello. It when nobody's seen that. I saw Yellow, Yellow, and Yellow, was, Yellow. I was like, man, I don't want to. No, I'm not. Gonna, <laughs> I'll just stop right there. What was the British show with the two uh, two women? Um, uh, Thelma and Louise. No. Oh, absolutely fabulous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ab Fab. Yeah. Um, that's 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 fun. That's fun. Yeah, that would probably be right up. But it's Nikki's so it's 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 Acorn TV, and it says start your free month and you can set up an account, but it never tells you like once you start charging you like here's how it's much it's going to be. Yeah. Um, That's the secret. Seventeen ninety nine a month. <laughs> but Three it, sterling British, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's, it's all in. Uh, but it's, pounds. it's it's a <laughs> God save the Queen. <laughs> like um, Lovejoy, which is a mystery show. Uh, Hercule Poirot. Um, it does have one of what something I've really come to like. Let's see if I can get back over here on this because it's got it's got like pop up ads I, and shit. I used to like the. Uh, Hercule Perot. No, they're good. Uh, Murdoch Mysteries, which is I've tried to watch that a couple of times. It's cheesy, kind of. It's from Australia though, Mur- although it shows Murdoch. in England. <laughs> but it, it's uh, it's that? set in a it's set, actually set in the United States. But um, see an old uh, country country lawyer. <laughs> but Matlock. Matlock. <laughs> oh yeah, he wears yeah, a white yeah. suit like a yeah. Colonel Sanders. And Andy Griffin, yeah, okay, yeah. God rest his soul. <laughs> he was a good man. Yeah, he was a good old boy. Uh, Midsummer never murders. mean no harm. <laughs> so it's kind of like trouble with stuff. Maybe that it's not costing them a lot, but it's twenty five <laughs> titles every month. Um, but it doesn't show. I can't find I anywhere it. on their website how I much love, it is. I love a, a very a very subtle callback. <laughs> Only we, us and our five listeners. It's like, I think he was talking about Thelma and Louise. Hey, I, fa- I, I found out this weekend that my mom listens to the show, and she really wants you guys to settle down on the dildo talk. <laughs> so this week, I have also brought to you, Brian, 2016's upcoming dildos. <laughs> is that the rabbit the is out? <laughs> the rabbit is out. Well, and, uh, I, I thought that the rabbit was done. I thought it was all those acrylic glass ones now that was the, all the rage. The Klingon. No. no. Pure, huh? lead, pure lead. We're poisoning it. <laughs> You're going to poison yourself slowly. Excuse me. But it's like Agatha Christie titles and stuff. So I think if you were like, it, it almost feels like it's aimed at like a, the 60-year-olds, which is weird for a streaming service. Yeah, because fuck those 60 guys. 60-year-olds right? who are in a British television. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It's really weird. I don't know. Like, but it, my, like my, my, they, they must my cup of tea. They must have enough viewers, though. <laughs> that, uh, would you like some uh, crumpets or biscuits? Or yeah. I, Please I would bring me my biscuits <laughs> for my tea. I would like a plate of scones and <laughs> spotted dick. That's an actual uh, food, spotted dick. Yes, yeah. that's why I said it. Yeah. Thanks. I bet you so eat like, it all the time. So like donkey tongue marinated <laughs> donkey in, uh, tongue. pickle juice <laughs> or something. <laughs> it's like, I picked up that sugar cube with a donkey tongue. <laughs> yeah. Here's here's a spotted dick is a pudding popular in Britain containing dried fruit and commonly served with custard. Why don't, 
custard. Yeah. Now, where did spotted dick come from? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. The British are weird like that. Yeah. Yeah. I made a mistake. No. I made a mistake on my PayPal. Can I borrow a rubber? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. This, everything is like wiener <laughs> related over there. It's like, it's like, would you would you like the Magnum size rubber for your mistake? Yeah. How's it going to help you erase? <laughs> I'm oh talking about sex, woman. <laughs> spotted spotted dick. Traditional British steamed fruit oh sponge my, cake. Yeah. Steamed. That's like the word moist. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I thought we said we're not doing moist anymore. <laughs> That's what she said. No <laughs> so yeah, the, now the, it's just all steam. The last yeah. last time we was over to visit fa- her family over in England, uh, we went into a pub and they had you know the little chalk- fish and chips. They had the yeah the chalkboard <laughs> up with the daily specials and it said you know today's the spotted dick and I went. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> I, was, I was like Beavis and Butthead reborn, and my wife's like. So mature. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they, oh, Paul. You have to take penicillin to get rid of it. That's right. Yeah. It's, do you have a like a topical cream? Do you have a cream? medicine for that? Do you have a topical cream as opposed to a shot? Again, I've got the isn't spotted Isn't topical dick. cream redundant? Because do you ever put the cream inside of you? Yes. <laughs> Please do tell, sir. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's like. So bad. Yeah, it's like it's like, man, I have got to treat those hemorrhoid berries <laughs> some way, and if they're innies, it's got to be inserted. So I'm sorry. Okay, <laughs> that's that's why you sit like that. Yes, with the donut pillow. That's right. I'm so sorry, but you they hurt. Sorry. They hurt me some fierce balls, <laughs> and I've got to treat them internally. So we just like put the tube in there and squeeze it, dude. It's it's like a it's like. Have you ever made a like a water balloon? Yeah, I have those inside my body. <laughs> they're tiny and they're painful, <laughs> and I don't know what to do about them. So the cream is non-topical. Is Non-topical. So that's what it, it you depends, would say. I'd like to get some of that non-topical cream. If, if, yeah. you, if you think about it, I mean, from our mouth to our anus is just one long tube. Mm-hmm. So that's curled around. It's like we're times. a torus, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. I'm. A, I'm like, what is that? A Klein bottle? <laughs> there, yeah, right. No outside <laughs> our Mobius strip. It's like it's all so, the same, kind of the same thing. Yeah. It's all topical. Yeah. <laughs> if that's true, yeah, yeah. And so it is I, all I think I think I think we have you just the name, made my point for me. I think I think we have the name of this episode is berries are Klein bottle mm-hmm. or berries are topical. And, <laughs> and of course, it needs to all be moist at all times. Well, man, have you ever seen those things get rough? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. No, <laughs> thank God I have not. Man, you I'll just Google it. Bleeding later. would yeah. be involved. Well, I'll Google it. Later. You just you just brush it. Pain and blood everywhere. <laughs> exactly. Man, you guys got some fucking issues, man. Well, I mean, if you present if you present the path, I shall walk upon it, <laughs> and I will go down. I hope it. that's uh, metaphorical, not literal. The Hershey Highway, yeah. Riding like the a other cho- thing, chocolate champion down the Hershey Highway. <laughs> the only other thing that was on that list that seemed like it might at least take be look worthy is uh, the transporter, the series. What? Which I guess has been around since 2012. Uh, that Jason was the, Statham? Yeah, he was the actor in Snatch, right? And he, yes. the tra- yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the transporter, yeah. But, I mean, he's not in the, the TV series. No, he wouldn't do that. Uh, but it's the it's same, oh, same wait, scenario, wait. same setup. Two, 
too lowbrow. He's yeah, doing he, Expendables 17 or whatever now. <laughs> Dratham, man. He would never do TV. Man, ask Idris Elba about how it's working out. I uh, know. That's what I'm saying. TV's where it's at, yo. Yo. God, they did Transporter. They did three of those movies. Yep. And then they did another movie just like it. The Furious, was, <laughs> Fast and Furious Seven. Yeah, they had to kill a dude for it to make a billion dollars. We were it talking so last worth night. It. The Fast and Furious Seven or whatever that's out is like topped a billion dollars worldwide. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, worldwide, and Crazy. and somebody posted up a meme pic of the of the <laughs> sad bear saying, "Fast and Furious Seven wouldn't have made a billion if he hadn't died." <laughs> I was like, uh. True, but, uh, true story. <laughs> Here's to you, Paul Walker. <laughs> yeah, so they're already cranking out the next one. They're gonna have to pay him, like, or maybe his brother. I guess. The well, yeah, they can always just get his brothers to CGI their faces and well, roll on. I heard that they was gonna get a hideous, a hideous uh, clone of uh, Patrick Swayze, his brother, <laughs> to do Ghost Two, <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. So. Heck, hell yeah, we can do Roadhouse 2. His brother is Point so Break freaky two. looking. His, his I just bro- saw him on some TV show not he too is. long ago. Oh, he's, he's Maybe, kind of oh he was, I think he was in an episode of Justified, his, his and he brother, looks so fucking trailer. He is if, tore if, up. If you know what this is, Total Recall, that's that's Patrick Swayze's brother. He's that dude. That Don Swayze. Watto or whatever his name is from Total Recall. Oh, I haven't seen that since it came out on video back in the day. I'm sorry. I don't, Don, I don't like Donald, that movie. Donald Carl Swayze. Yeah. The Long ugly. Duck Dong Swayze. <laughs> He's, dude's 56. What? Me no. Yeah, he looks every bit of it, too. In that <laughs> me, no, me no Yankee the Wanky. So is he Patrick Swayze's older brother? Yeah. Patrick? Younger brother. Really? I didn't realize Patrick yeah. Swayze's that old. Well, he's been dead a while. Well, not that long. Yeah. That's problematic. Yep, the he beast. died in '09. So, hey, yeah, did y'all ever years, see the any almost. of the the beast? The last thing that I did on Crackle. I heard when it, Crackle first launched. I heard it was pretty good. It's it's good. Yeah, you know, I think he was getting rave reviews. And would he have not gotten sick? I think he, that show would probably still be on. You mean have not have died? Yeah, yeah, he got sick and died. Sick <laughs> and died. And died. Uh, I I got sick and died. And I saw I saw a picture of a tombstone. I am so, sick and died. I'm was, not sick and tired. There I am was, sick and died. There was so there was tired. a tombstone somewhere at a cemetery. All it said is like cancer. All yeah. all all vicious shit, man. It's hell of a drug. Uh, all the tombstones said it said I told you I was sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good goof to. Put on yeah. No, um, I just want to burn me up, throw me out somewhere, man. The whole tombstone burial thing is so no. ridiculous. To yeah, me. I've already, we've already got plans. That- the billions of people that have lived on the planet and don't have tombstones, like, I, like, I mean, dude, I'm so you don't get how fucking special I am. I need a place, an eternal resting place. I want a crypt. Yeah, <laughs> I want to be the. I want to be a crypt, crypt keeper. I want to be, keeper. Want to be buried yeah. above ground in a big old mausoleum. So my, for all I care, just take me out of the field. I mean, let me rot. I am gone. So like all the accoutrement, all that stuff that happens. Like after the, I don't get it. Just burn me up. Vi- I want a. Fu- that's it. I want a Viking. fucking Viking funeral. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, sucker. in the backyard. <laughs> when I pass away, I want you guys to build like a little. We're gonna put Viking you ship thing out there. We're gonna dude, put you out here, Lake Great Vine. the fuck dude, up. Have a big like intergalactic kegger hey, and shit. Hey, dude, if you, if you happen to die, 
before you move out of this house. We are going to chop a hole through that fence, and that bitch next door is going to watch your body just yeah. burn up in the pool. <laughs> you guys just push the push the boat a... into her pool <laughs> and set it on fire. Yeah. And, and it's like that <laughs> Game of awesome. Thrones where, where suddenly that... they're sitting on they're sitting in there out there like at a barbecue <laughs> with their friends, and the f- the fence just falls down, and here comes like a big Viking ship that's on fire into their pool. Freaking road warrior looking oh, vehicle yeah. coming through. That'd be so fucking badass. <laughs> See, the thing is, it's like it's like that uh, uh, Game of Thrones episode where they they send the guy off down the river and they keep on whoever's shooting keeps on missing with the flaming yeah, arrow. Yeah. Instead of, is that I'm going to have the flaming arrow, but I'm going to be like like a foot away from you. Shoot you right there. I'm going to cover your body in gin and vodka and just <laughs> boom. <laughs> yeah, I like it. That that'd be a good way. To, and then you guys just, just put some like. Thumping music or Stone Temple Pilots kicks out or something, and well, just it's gonna have be a, have it's, a good time. It's gonna be like uh, the the original Crow movie. It's like fire it up, fire it up, fire it up. Fire it up. <laughs> yeah. It's like at least when I think of you dying, that's what I think. Of. Yeah, fire done. Up. I'm in, man. Every day. That that sounds like a much better way to go out than the fucking buried in the ground somewhere yeah. with a tombstone. Somebody, somebody and, sticking you. Uh, Filling you full of stuff that to formaldehyde and shit. That that you're yeah. supposed to dip cigarettes and that stuff and smoke it. You're not supposed to put it in people's body. I'm going to dip your finger in for how formaldehyde and smoke it, dude. Let's no, don't eat it with Barney Bub. Let's fucking gut him and stuff him. Man. Yeah, <laughs> him on just, the wall. You guys just carry me around to parties and shit. <laughs> Miller's still rocking. Just put a cigarette in my hand. <laughs> Remember when we was talking about senior winces? I'm going to do that. Hey, my name's Brian. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> my name Jose Jimenez. Oh, we'll make a series of movies. Weekend at Brian's. <laughs> I'm there, dude. That's much better than being buried in the ground somewhere. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. Stick me out on a either a funeral pyre or stick me out where the vultures can get me or... Fucking man, ask me parts if I, is parts, man. Or ask, Move on. ask me if I'm a size fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, are you a fat boy? <laughs> you bought a size fourteen? Hey, I'm wearing Paul to this party. Yeah. Like, like my new skin suit, man, it's Paul you, out. Man, <laughs> didn't didn't you wear him last Halloween? It'd be have to be a winter skin suit though, with all that hair on it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Not if you shave it first. I'm making some nice, mohair, mohair nice, jacket. Yeah, mohair vest. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm hipster, and I like. I shave my sides and then I just leave it long in the back. Yeah, party uh, business up front, party Either in the back. That or it's a Wookie costume. <laughs> Man, that's the worst Wookie impression ever. Well, yeah, there's a half martini in there too. So I was trying to. I didn't. I caught up like on. I got a couple eyeballs looking at me in my class. I caught up on a couple of shows this week and. I didn't really. I watched a couple of Daredevils. I watched uh, caught up on Secrets and Lies, and did, I didn't really do a lot of binge watching this week. I was you was tired. I, though. I, I was tired. I crashed. I should have crashed kind of early this week, most of the night. So until last night, three o'clock in the morning. Pussy. I know. What do you think? You're a normal human? No. Dude. I'm too badassery than that. I know. You gotta do better. I will. I'll be. I'll be better this week. All right. Ron, have you got I think we should just change, on? in light of this information, just change this to watch.com. <laughs> watch podcast. Occasional watch. watch. Occasionally watching. Welcome to eh, watch.com. <laughs> yeah. It's like, eh. Sometimes we watch TV. Me. Sometimes we don't. 
I watched a couple movies this week too, and that kind of ate into that time. Oh, what'd you watch? Well, I watched The Watchmen last night, most of it. <laughs> watched um, The Watchmen, and I watched. Oh, I watched some documentaries. I watched the. Uh, I think on HBO they have the Bansky, uh, Banksy, Banksy, Banksy. I think is how they pronounce yeah, it. Banksy, Banksy, Banksy. Um, I watched that. The Banksy takes New York, the where he did Thirty Days. Bank Banksy. I don't know how to fucking pronounce his name. Banksy, Banksy. I know who Banksy is by the way. <laughs> Bank S Y. Me and Bank Bansky go back way. Sarah Barnacle Chronicle Chronicle Chronicles. I watched that. Um, that was pretty interesting. He just, that was a pretty cool deal. I think I watched another documentary. So that ate into my time this week. And then the fight. Like, that was a kiddo. The fight of the century. That, that's a Saturday night with the kids. Typically, that's a three-hour, four-hour deal for me to watch something where we were watching the fight last night. True that. Yes. You agree? I'm eating olives right I now. Know. Sorry. I love I love how you're dodging around the the uh, He moves mic. the microwave and he's crunching down on something. I lean to the left. As he's putting those testicles in his mouth. I lean to the left and cough. Oh. What do you what do you got there, Ron? I see you googling. I'm um, uh, I'm I'm trying am, to see when he can ride am, out of here. I am the <laughs> being. I'm, I'm doing an Uber ride. <laughs> I am trying. <laughs> yeah, I'm, it's like, bank. I'm uh, sitting on my Uber ride to get the hell out of here. No, uh, I saw this on back on the on the Star Trek thing. Call back to earlier. Um, you, I, we think we you commented on this on Facebook one day, Brian. This somebody posted a clip or something about it out there. That Star Trek Renegades, which is like a it looks really cool, but it looks like I could when I first I thought it was a joke when I first was because no, it looks like spliced together. I know I went and googled it afterwards. But it, it looked like a darker, little bit of a take on, you know, it had Chekhov in it. And yeah, yeah, Walter Keening, who played Chekhov, he's, in, he's like an admiral now, whatever. Yeah, here's the, here's the premise. It is nearly ten years after Voyager's return from the Delta Quadrant, and the Federation is in crisis. The Federation's main suppliers of dilithium crystals are disappearing. Space and time have folded around several planets, effectively isolating them from any contact with outside worlds. And this phenomenon is not natural. Someone or something is causing this to happen. This necessitates drastic measures, some of which are outside the Federation's normal jurisdiction. For this, Admiral Pavel Chekhov, head of Starfleet Intelligence, turns to Commander Tuvok, Voyager's former security officer and current head of the newly reorganized Section 31. Yes, Captain. (laughs) Tuvok must put together a new covert renegade crew Mostly outcasts and rogues, even criminals. This new crew is tasked with finding out what is causing the folding of time and space and stopping it at all costs. But will they be able to put aside their differences and stop trying to kill one another in time to accomplish their mission? Dun dun dun. <laughs> damn. That's a long fucking. Uh, that's a, man, as far as the elevator pitches go, damn. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a 60 story building right there. <laughs> It looked. It did, it did look cool, and what I liked about Could, it was that it looked you just different. Say Thirteen episodes, seventy-two million dollars. End of story. <laughs> yeah, can we get some of that Dr. Seuss money over here? I want some green. <laughs> but it's like being into. It's not even Paramount, right? It's being independently yeah, produced. It's an independent deal. I, it almost looked like they were on a hope and a prayer that they could get like officially sanctioned. Yeah, that and maybe picked up and backed by somebody. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. 
officially sanctioned captain. Sean Young's in it too, where she's kind of faded, faded away a little bit. Who's that? Sean Young. Uh, she was with uh, early on with uh, No Way Out, Mister uh, Mister Doubtfire, Kevin Costner. Yeah. Oh, of all the Kevin Costner films, you chose No Way Out. Well, that's who she was in with it. Oh, she was the okay. yeah. God damn it, Brian. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen that movie since like 1985. <laughs> well, there is that. <laughs> that was like his what second or third movie okay, that he how was. About Blade Runner is that better if I say Blade Runner? Kevin oh. Costner was in Blade Runner. No, or she was Sean Young. <laughs> he was a replicate. He yes. was. The, he was the little. That would have been a much better reference Kevin, than Blade Runner. <laughs> Kevin Costner was in a, a, an un. Uncast role as the origami unicorn <laughs> in Blade Runner. I shit you not, and I almost took a picture of it the other day. So we have a guy that works on the overnight teams that answers like all the the people that are trade up trading late or trading internationally, whatever. Yeah, he's does he's fucking badass at origami, and he does that's his past the time as he's talking to clients. He does origami. He has there's a desk that's a couple desks down from his that has twelve by twelve boxes full. Of origami characters he's done. I mean, hundreds upon hundreds of little origami things. I, I almost took a picture of it on Friday because it's so the it's years it's, worth of it's, effort. It's so much stuff that it's it's like okay, I can make a frog or whatever. It's like yeah, he's made like two million. Frogs. Yeah, I mean, and you it, look at it, it you think scale like, is pr- it's like ten minutes to do a really nice one. Yeah, and there's a thousand of them in that box, maybe. Yeah, and that's uh, I've I've read a little bit about it's a stress reliever for it's him. A, it's it's a very sort of a zen it's like the rock garden yeah he get and he gives them away to people at work like the ones he's really proud of that he stuff. thinks might yeah. be a replicant yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes. nice done. i haven't Thank gotten you. one yet that you know of what is the name of that test that was in blade runner oh yeah yeah there was the, the test that they did it's like if you saw a turtle flipped on his back, what did you do? Oh, fuck me a fish. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what is it? It's a, a Voight Kampf machine. Voight Kampf yeah, machine, Voight yeah. Kampf. Man, I need to, I need to go back and watch that movie because I love. I've I've watched that movie at least once a year. One of my love that of movie. all my uh, the few well few my top <laughs> movies that I watched in film class at UNT was we they ran a thirty five millimeter print of Blade Runner in there at the theater. Up your ass. No, um, but I had never seen That's it in the theater millimeter. before. It was <laughs> yeah, seventy-five millimeter. Right. I like the girth. <laughs> yeah, it's not about the length, right? That's what you tell yourself anyway. <laughs> My colon is stretchy. But uh, yeah, the Voigt Kampf machine. It was a eye. It was basically an eye dilating test yeah. and a breathing test and a skin a galvanic. Yeah, test. galvanic response. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of. Uh, Sean Young, Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. Galvanic response. Another uh, little mini-series here that uh, we can uh, talk about, and I would like to uh, give high props to uh, that Kevin Costner was in, uh, was the Hatfields and the McCoys. That's good. Yeah, I like that Very good. Little heard- Three episodes. I think they're both uh, like an, an hour, hour and a half. Yeah, hour and a half, hour and I don't 20 know. minutes apiece. I, I really enjoyed it. What, what? It was as historical as yeah. they could get. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, there was... Um, Costner and, I, and Bill I, Paxton. I know we had talked about uh, in email threads uh, about this is a while back about the the wild, wonderful 
whites of something county. It's like this in, inbred county and like these this family, the white family in Tennessee or something like that. And they're like they uh, they <laughs> they go to like uh, pharmacies and to steal like Sudafed and stuff like that to make meth. And they're just the, you are making this shit up. <laughs> no, I'll look, I'll, I'll look at it. You, y'all keep talking. I'll, I'll, I'll I don't No, I've never heard of it. It's a, it's a, if you have not seen, I'll look it up here. Y'all keep talking. It is the best documentary. It is like a real life thing about this, this family, like for generations, they are the, the most, so they're like gypsies or something. They're, they're sort of like travelers, but here in the United States, they're the most messed up, they're the most messed up human beings I've ever seen. Interesting. Yeah. And I'll, I, I'll I got a feeling, given your that you hail from Wichita Falls, you've seen some messed up <laughs> some individuals. Messed up human beings, yeah. yeah. Um, but I really liked that. I, I um, there were I did have some issues with a couple of it, but I, I liked it. it was is historical because most of the stuff you see in or hear Hatfields and McCoys, it's all bullshit. It's a little it's over dramatized. Yeah. yeah, and then. Um, but I guess they went back through the books of the time, the news articles of the time, and tried to get it as close as they could. I liked it. Yeah, it's a good, good series. A lot of, lot of people in it. Uh, you know, the main, of course, the main two, the two main characters. Interesting premise. I don't know. Did you, ever, did you ever read or hear how the the little Civil War, you know, yeah, I've heard dispute is where it kind of all started. Them yeah, being, yeah, being the same. Uh, well, no, that's that's in this that's in the series. Yeah, yeah, it's in the series. Uh-huh. But I was just wondering if that was. Legitimately, oh, I don't know. History, I don't know, but I I do know that it was heavily influenced because that I think that county was like half. It was like one of the few counties like half and half supporters, and that's why they had so many flare ups there. And yeah. most of most of that stuff was driven by that. Anytime somebody says half and half, I think is that how you take your coffee, or <laughs> it's like like half and half, or. Even-handed, the guy <laughs> from last night. Did you notice on the fight that he said rather than he said, "Dude is ambidextrous," he goes, "He's even-handed." Even-handed. Yeah, we, and it we, took we, me like ten seconds to go. He's ambidextrous. ambidextrous? I think he's more even-keeled. <laughs> yeah, really. Well, sort of, sort of, a, sort of a neutral temperament. Really, he can use either hand really well. He's even-handed. Right. Yeah, that's what we call. I like. <laughs> I like to sit on my hand until it goes numb, and then masturbate and call it the stranger. <laughs> yeah, I've heard of that, the stranger. Yeah. The David Chappelle. How can you do that though? Like, if it's numb, can you grip when your hand is numb? I wouldn't think so. You just flop it. <laughs> yeah, it's just like your hands flailing around like a. It, does, does that make a, you a necrophiliac? A, A.K.A. the corpse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always get a mannequin hand, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like in that movie, Mannequin. It's a mannequin Pacquiao. He's <laughs> 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 very even-handed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was, I, I, I was so dumb. And it was like, he could move with the left, he can hit with the right. He's very even-handed. Or he has an even-handed attack. Or I don't know what the fuck yeah. he's saying. He's neutral evil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm lawful good. I, it's basically, I don't want to mess up trying to say ambidextrous on the air, so I'm yeah. just going to say even-handed. He's ambidextrous. Yeah. I'm ambidextrous. I'm ambidextrous. <laughs> Stephen Ambrose? What? That's Who? right. Eh. All right. Well, that's uh, we're right at two hours to this episode. We started late, so I'll get you guys home. I'm sure Meemaw's got <laughs> you don't have to. On. You don't have yeah. to go home, but you can't stay here. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah.
closing time. The lights all come on. Yeah. Air conditioner turns off. It's like Hastings. It's like, you realize, wow, well, all these chicks are ugly. <laughs> so you're like, oh. I've Turn been, the lights back down. I've been time, talking to... Uh, time, time to go home and sit on my hand for a while. <laughs> <laughs> or sit on her hand for a while. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever floats your boat. A little of this, a little of that. All right, well, we're out. All right. Let's do this. Later. Bye. Thanks for listening to that segment of the Binge Watch Podcast. You can find us online at www.bingewatchpodcast.com, on Twitter at BingeWatchPC, and on YouTube and Facebook by searching for Binge Watch Podcast.